on the video. This is going to be another weekly segment with my man 30 and still gaming where we actually have a debate with chat maybe between each other about Suicide Squad killed the Justice League live service debate. They've confirmed it will be live service, ongoing content, battle pass, new characters. But they have also confirmed you will need to always be online even if you're playing by yourself. So people are upset about all of it or some of it or none of it. Let's discuss it. We'll debate it. Thanks for being here, Mike. Thanks for having me. Love being here. I'm going to end the previous stream where we talked about Hogwarts Legacy DLC plans that I feel are all but confirmed. If you want to see that video, I feel like there's plenty of information out there, so make sure you check that out. If you're watching this past broadcast, you can smash the like button to help us out, or if you're in the live audience, you can do the same. It helps this video find more people. So... Let's jump into this, Mike. I mean, for me, for me, this game, I think, looked the best that it's ever looked yesterday. What Before we get into the actual just sort of debate about live service, what did you think about this trailer? Because up to now, I feel like the game has had very, a pretty lukewarm response from people anytime they've showcased it. I, I actually loved it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was done very well. Um, I made a comment the other day. I watched the Star Wars trailer, right? The Star Wars footage that they did with IGN. Mm-hmm. And I, I made claims about the gameplay. I was like, ah, oh, the gameplay looks weird because the guy who was playing it, it didn't look very good. Whoever put this together of uh, who was playing each of the characters and how they were swinging and moving and flying and shooting and doing, I was like, this looks so good. This looks so smooth. This looks so good. I love the vibrant colors of it. I thought it was very interesting uh, the way they chose it. Because if you watch the trailer, I watched it. A lot of times i watched it way more than i can count but they were switching between the four player co-op so they were switching you would see boomerang in the background then they switched to king shark and you would see boomerang there and then you would see uh you know uh, dead shot and, and they were all moving around each other and they were just cutting back and forth between the same actual game so uh people thought it looked kind of weird but i was like they that's not cuts that's that's just swapping to the exact moment in the time code, and they're just going through the battle. You could really see it during the the tank battle. Mm-hmm. They cut from uh, from Boomerang to Captain Boomerang to King Shark, and you could see Boomerang still shooting at the tank from the the exact spot that they just cut from. So, I thought it was really good. I up to this point, leading up to it, I was like, we still don't know what it is. We still don't. Then that leak came out was it a live service game, but we didn't know what this was. After seeing yesterday, I might be hyped, even though I did this I did this with Anthem. I did this with Marvel's Avengers. I'm hyped, but I hope it doesn't have the same outcome as those two games. Yeah, the the the, the first thought I had when we fo- saw the first trailer is how are you going to sell me on a game with characters that are lesser known and all the heroes are bad? Like I, I think people like that. They like bizarro situations. But that's what I was kind of curious. And this trailer sold me. The voice actor for Flash, the writing, top notch. I was like, this is excellent storytelling. And this moment right here convinced me of more than just, okay, this is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good story. I think Diana looks fantastic. I I don't know if they're connecting this to her game, by the way, because I think she looks phenomenal. Like, is this going to be connected to the Wonder Woman game? You know, I'm not sure. But the way that they set it up and like you're going to have to kill us all i thought was they added gravity and drama to a game that i think up to now felt very silly very kind of throwaway and i i think that won me over i i wasn't kind of prepared uh for that i was kind of thinking yeah i mean who 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 gives a rip about this game it's going to be kind of silly so 
I, I loved it. And the first thing I said was movement looks fun. It looks yeah. fast. I said this game, and I know this might be a little personal for you, Mike, but I was like, this is just absolutely crapping on Gotham Knights. Like it makes Gotham Knights look like a joke. Sure. But I also played Gotham Knights for the for the story. And if this game has no end game and nothing else, I'm still gonna play this game just for the story. I think the writing is gonna be phenomenal uh in this game. I'm gonna push back a little bit. I don't think Wonder Woman looks good. I don't. I think hmm. she doesn't look I don't think she looks as like she's supposed to be this Amazonian, like like just beautiful looking. And she's missing, to me anyway, the beautiful-looking part of it, right? Like, they captured her, but her face just looks a little lackluster. And, but it's not the only her. I don't think Harley Quinn, for most of the trailer, I don't think she looks very good either. It's the really? character models or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't... They're not terrible in any way, shape, or huh. form. I just... They're not appealing to me as far as, like... I don't know. I But I also said this last night on my podcast. I think they're going to look this way because they want to sell you a better skins, right? So when Marvel's Avengers came out... They look at the D squad, right? But now, two years later, if you look at some of the skins they put in for Black Widow and Thor and all the other characters, they look much better than they did when they first launched in the game, especially Captain America and whatnot. So I think they might be going along the same lines as that because even in the even in later in the in this video, they show like uh, Harley Quinn in a different outfit, like in a prison outfit with the pigtails down to the side. She looks better there than she does actually in the in the gameplay, uh, at least what I think. I mean, I could 100% see that being a strategy. I actually saw some of the skins. I mean, I used the Superman shark skin for this thumbnail because I thought that it looks, looks, that looks great. Oh, so yeah, good. That looks good. Yeah. I thought it looked so good. I actually think, I thought Wonder Woman looked great. I could definitely see they're not going with the traditional, she's stunningly beautiful. I thought they definitely leaned more into the, she is strong. She's hard. Oh, sure. Like, She's gonna she's gonna bust your back if you if you get too close to her. So I, I'm okay with that. Like Gal Gadot is tough to compete with, right? Like she's carved out of marble. She doesn't look like a real person. You know what I'm saying? So it's tough to compare to the a, a living Wonder Woman to to you know having to do it right. in this game. I I I thought she looked great. When you start talking cosmetics, I could probably see that. They're gonna do the same thing. They're gonna really want you spending money on cosmetics or doing battle sure. pass. So they're gonna they're gonna they're going to spice things up when when you start looking at the the store and the battle pass which goes right into the debate and the discussion that we want to have live service they confirmed it i don't want to debate always online just yet cuz i feel like that's just such a side issue i know it's a big issue for some people but i think the centrality of the debate is there was that leaked image with currency People thought, oh, here we go, battle pass, it's going to ruin the game. They confirmed that. There was a secondary video with that footage, which I'll pull up that video in a second while Mike's talking so you guys can see some of the extra cosmetics, where they confirmed new story, new missions, new characters, there'll be more characters to play as, and a battle pass. Mike, is that a mistake for a game like this, or, or do you think that's kind of is that an assumed thing now? Like, where do you land on the live service aspect of a game like Suicide Squad? All right, so this game reminds me a lot of, I'm going to name two games, Anthem and Marvel's Avengers. Now, Anthem was a four-player co-op game that you could play solo or with buddies and a four-player and go into to things and the, the end game and, and getting loot kind of reminds me of that. Marvel's Avengers, co-op game, single-player when it first came out. You can play by yourself with the bots, which you can do in this, or you can play with co-op with with other people. And they sold just cosmetics and all content was free. 
this is my nervous part about this. I put 1,100 hours into Marvel's Avengers. Bad or not, I enjoyed it. I had fun with that game. I had fun with the combat in that game. The combat in this game looks phenomenal. But I'm worried about that the battle pass is just cosmetic, which is fine. But is there going to be enough people that buy the cosmetics for this game to keep the game going for two, three, four years, right? Because the original vision for Marvel's Avengers was five years. And it's it's done after three, okay? Two and a half, really. So if they are going to go with just cosmetics and they unlock characters, I was asking this today on one of my videos, how are you going to unlock it? It says you're going to be able to earn that character in the game. It's not going to be part of a battle pass. It's not going to be coming out with paid for DLC later. It's earnable. All new characters are earnable within the game. Okay, okay. I don't, I don't know if it's through, uh, like, a, if it's a strike mission, if it's like, I don't want to say they have raids, but... Maybe there's a bigger, tougher mission that you can beat and get a character. I don't know. I even put it out there saying, and I'm not saying this is how they're doing it, but perhaps you go up against someone. Let's say I'll just use Flash, for instance. And instead of killing Flash, you save Flash. Now Flash becomes one of the characters you could use, like in my example. Oh. You, right? You see what I'm saying? I like that. Now, I don't know, if obviously, if the if the Justice League will be able to be captured and, and then used, but... Earnable characters. That's what they're saying. Earnable characters. Well, how are you going to earn the character in the game? So, okay, great. You're giving me characters. You're giving us free DLC. All content is free. That's my concern. All the games before that said that was going to be content that was all always free have failed up to this point, right? If you have a Borderlands model where you're throwing DLC out, which this game does remind me a lot about Borderlands, mm -hmm. if, if they're not charging for DLC... How is this game going to survive? Because I don't think cosmetics alone are going to drive this. It just there wasn't enough people that played Marvel's Avengers that were paying $10, $15 for skins. You know what I'm saying? I think Battle Pass format would work well with a game like this, right? But the question would be, why am I coming back to grind the Battle Pass? Like, you can't just do a Battle Pass in right, a vacuum. All cosmetic. Yeah, it's all cosmetic. Right, because if, like, imagine a battle pass in Arkham Knight. Well, okay, what am I doing, though? Like, if I've beaten the game, if I've done everything, then right. what in the world's the point? So you're going to have to have battle passes coinciding with unlockable characters and story. And I think your idea is good for a couple of reasons. Because, number one, you know, that would be a bit of a mind job of, like, we're not going to kill the Justice League. We're going we're gonna to bring them over to our team and then you'd get some gameplay with Flash, Superman, Green Lantern. Now, I would think they'd probably have to avoid certain characters. Like, I don't know if you can ever right. play as Superman. I, it, it just doesn't right. work. He's too strong. I could easily see, though, them letting you play as Green Lantern and as the Flash um, and as Batman especially because they've probably already got his moveset since it's Rocksteady. So that'd be amazing. And then the beauty of what you're saying, you could have new people come in that you have to go fight, that's the mission, that's the quest, that's right. the content battle pass, and then you unlock them at the end. Or or, or you unlock them halfway through or something. Right, but the question I have, right, because they did say that the the DLC story that comes in is going to be adding to the overall story, right? So, I don't know, let's say uh, Scarecrow comes into the game, right, and he's being controlled by somebody, by Brainiac or whatever, whatever the storyline is. By the end of that story campaign that they insert, maybe it's an hour, two hours long, do I get to earn Scarecrow, right? You beat Scarecrow, and then now you can play as Scarecrow. That would be interesting. I don't know. I, I think that's the way to go. I just don't know how you're going to be able to earn. If it's just like, 
one mission or play 10 missions 10 times and then you earn them. I don't like that, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want it just cheesy like, oh yeah, if you want to get this character, just play this mission 10 times completed and then you unlock the character because that that's just doing the same stuff over and over. Games like this, especially comic book games, you want as many heroes or characters as possible and you want to go up against as many villains as possible right so yeah that that's the the sink or swim mentality for me for these type of games because they've all failed especially comic book games there was a game that i know you didn't touch uh it was called marvel future revolution it was a mobile game that was also came out for for, for pc what yeah. was great about that was there was lots of characters to use in the beginning and there was plenty of villains to fight but they couldn't keep up that that re regimen of of keep releasing heroes and keep bringing in villains so yeah. it, it tapered off real fast do you think they're confirming that we'll have vehicles i froze a frame here they where did. some guys help have they confirmed that they confirmed it in the trailer they said that uh i think his name is gizmo Giz he said they said gizmo will help you uh make vehicles and they said they had a the curse instead of crap ton or whatever vehicles that you'll be able to blow up you know stuff with yeah, yeah, because it, it looks like some guy's gonna like help you build like some kind of a car here that they they put in the in the trailer. Uh, Loot said in chat because we are gonna try and pull some comments from chat here. He says I don't see them going past the rogue gallery, which is a huge pool of characters anyway. Yeah, I mean, I I think whenever you have a storyline like this, they've really given themselves a lot of limitless potential because if if we never actually fight Brainiac he could take control over anybody and then you'd have to go right. fight them and, and then get right. them to your side. You know, with the exception of, I just, I just don't, I don't think I could do it with Superman uh, because it, I don't know if a Superman game would work, uh, but, or, but what you're saying is we could go recruit villains to be on our side and we never get to play as a hero. Right. Right. Cause we're not really right. playing as heroes in this. I mean, we're, we're playing as, as kind of like the, <laughs> it's almost like a, uh, a brute squad, mod squad of people that are typically viewed as, as as villains. And I actually like the way the characters look, but I do wonder if they're going to try and motivate microtransactions. You know, people in chat are saying, I know uh, Cowboy's in chat, and now your mama knows. He's saying they're about to show us a bunch of cosmetics right now in the trailer. He's saying he doesn't like that. He's like, leave it alone. Like, just make it a good action-adventure game. Like, don't do cosmetics. Don't don't focus on looks. Don't focus on this. Don't focus on that. I'm of the opinion, if the content loop's amazing, I kind of want them to do those things because I really want to keep playing. Like, w that's a way to keep the game going. Sure. Here's a person that put in 1,100 hours into to Avengers, right? Cosmetics was a thing, and I never purchased any of them except for the hero the hero card they gave you, which you earned by just playing the game, then you had a thousand that you would just roll over. And if you complete the battle pass for that character, you would have a thousand to spend on the next character. The problem with that is if you don't want to partake in the cosmetic stuff, fantastic, right? It doesn't hurt you personally, but I do think it hurts the game because if they don't have the content already in the pipeline, okay, let's say they worked on this game for five years four years of that was the main campaign and that fifth year was the extra content that they're going to be dishing out after the fact the game comes out if they don't have that already in the pipeline and they're just guaranteeing that all content's free and then the cosmetics is what's paying for it if games like marvel's avengers failed because they didn't have any other content coming out but yet they kept putting 
pushing out the cosmetics, the $15 cosmetics. And that's where people are like, dude, we're playing the same mission over and over. We're using the same heroes over and over. And yet you just keep pumping out cosmetic after cosmetic, but we're not getting any other content to come in the game. If they follow that suit, they're going to get a lot of pushback because people want content. Like, I don't care if they give us 20 characters, all right? If I'm doing the exact same thing I did with the first four characters in Metropolis, it's going to get boring real fast, real quick, and people are going to move on, especially if you're just selling cosmetics, right? Because I don't care if I did Harley Quinn, and then I get Harley Quinn with a prison outfit, and then a Harley Quinn from her for, uh, from Arkham Knights. You know what I mean? Like, that doesn't mean anything to me, and that doesn't harm me. You can go buy the cosmetics you want, but if they don't start putting actual content in the game and they just keep pumping out cosmetics, this game will fail. Yeah, the, I, the, there's like two things I think that you always have to have in place for a good live service game. Because like Drufus is saying, why does every single game want to be live service now? Just make a really good single player game and it'll sell itself. I think you're going to see this more and more with games because the budgets get bigger, especially when you get into licensure. Like there's so much royalty share for a top for one like this. The voice acting alone, the mocap. It's it's extremely expensive, and I think they want to be able to recoup cost. And I also think it's exhausting for studios to spend four or five years on a game and then walk away from it. Like it's better to to reap the benefits of what they've built and support the game for you know two or three years after the game has come out. I think that's become more appealing to people, you know, long term is as a way to you know keep keep the budgets going. And I think the two things that you have to have in place for a successful live service game one that people are not going to accuse of being thinned out and trash number one you absolutely must have an enjoyable content loop it has to be an enjoyable game to play a great example would be anthem anthem felt great to play but there was nothing to do right there was no end game one of the reasons that destiny has been so successful is it just feels good to play it. One of the reasons I think New World can come back and be a successful MMO. It feels good to be in the world. Everything I'm seeing in this trailer, I will say as far as character design goes, Lex Luthor looks the weirdest. He kind of looks awkward. I'm not sure what's going yeah. on. Um, I I think Harley, even in this scene, like Harley Quinn looks more detailed and more real than him. He looks almost like, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going on there. He looks a little awkward compared to everybody else. But I will say... After content loop, that content loop is only as good as the elasticity and longevity. It's it's only as good as that. It's that's a that's a that's a really quick ceiling to put on your game and a really quick ceiling to put on your content loop if it doesn't continue on in some measure of perpetuity. Like what am, like what you're saying? Like what am I doing in a year? What am I doing in six, six months? Right. So I've always said if you can't answer the question of how is your game going to have elasticity and longevity, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good the game feels. It doesn't matter how fun it is. Then the people, people are going to walk away because the game has to be able to expand. Every system, every piece of loot, every boss fight has to be thinking about what does this content loop look like in six months? How do you, can it have elasticity? Can it have longevity? How are you how do you picture them doing that? Because if I've always told people this, like I said, look, if Hogwarts Legacy turns into a live service game, no one can claim they didn't get their money's worth. Like shut up. You 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 people have played that game for 50 to 100 hours and they're still going. 
if 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 Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League launches and people feel like they got their money's worth, then why would it matter? Why would it matter if they decide to to, to make it go on, right? But in your right. mind, how do they do that? How do they give you more to do in a game like this? They, well, mine, it's, it's probably unrealistic, but um, I'm going to compare Destiny for a second, right? When Destiny 1 came out, original Destiny, right when it launched, what, three months after? It launched in September, October, November, December was the first DLC, which was um, Dark Below, mm-hmm. right? And then March was House of Wolves. And then after that, it was the next game. So every three or four months, they were dropping a piece of content, but it was un. On, uh, they couldn't they couldn't keep up with the, the pace of it, right? Because we know why, because they made the game in like 13 months and they were still making it and they were just catching up to what they, they had in their in the backlog, right? With a game like this, I think it's easy for a comic book game to keep it going, but at the same time, they have to have what I just said earlier. If they worked on this game for five years, four years was the main game, that extra year before they launch it was that extra DLC. So now when they launch it, now they have the extra content working, so now they're ahead of year. You, you see what I'm saying? They're ahead of the game. So with a comic book game, I want it to be like a comic book, man. I'm not asking for like every month to come out, have a new story or something, but a couple, maybe three, three, three times a year, I'd say. Maybe one is a quarter. You would have a new, a new character introduced. You would have a new story to introduce. And the story doesn't have to be, because you're not paying for it, it doesn't have to be like eight hours. It could be like a one to two hour uh extra content that you come in little story you can use the new character or the the old characters to unlock the new character or use the new character to play that new content and then you can play it with all all the old characters the new content you can play the new character new content but you have to keep the ball moving forward a a good way to look at this lono is you ever played uh dc universe online no okay i understand it's an mmo i understand but they constantly are adding new chapters, new new stories driven. Like the last one was um, uh, Black Adam, I think, was the last uh, story driven item they put in, right? Mm-hmm. And you can continue taking your character that you've been leveling up and you go through the next story and so on and so forth. And that's why that game has been around for 11 years because they keep supporting it. Now, I know someone's going to say in chat, well, that's an MMO and the microtransactions galore, okay? Yes, DC Universe is still going. That's correct, right? It's 11 years old, and it's still going, which is much more successful than any other superhero game that's ever come out, okay, as far as longevity and keep it going. So I think the game needs to have, they have to have stuff in the pipeline. That's the only way this would succeed. If they're chasing it, and the game comes out, and there's bugs and glitches that they're fixing, well, then they're trying to maintain that first before they release new content, and they're trying to make the fixes. But if the game comes out, and it's just smooth, like Hogwarts Legacy comes out, and it just basically works it's a really good experience then they don't have to worry about fixes and they can start concentrating on releasing the new content and then staying ahead of the curve moving forward yeah well and and cowboys in chat and now your mama knows he's saying if you want a successful live service game you need pvp no that's not true at all because he pointed to destiny Statistically speaking, Destiny has never been carried by its PvP. That's always been the minority in the community. Now, 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 streams streams will trick you into thinking that like PvP kept that game alive. But if you ever look at the statistics in the back end, the PvP is always a fraction of that player base. The PvE is what carries it. The casual players are what carries Destiny. Trust me, I covered that game for half a decade. It's never in the history of its existence been carried by its PvP. Bungie will back that with their own reports. <clears throat> and and I said this about New World. 
I said New World needs to focus on PvE. The PvP is cannibalizing the player base. It's driving people out. And look at what the roadmap... Go look at the New World roadmap and tell me that they're not doing exactly what I said. They're focusing on the PvE. PvP is getting updates. They're still doing PvP stuff, but it's no longer the central focus. They're adding PvE content, expeditions, new things to do, new things to go grind. You don't... Thinking you need PvP to survive, I think, is just a misnomer at this point. It doesn't actually have any representation in the market because PvP typically represents a smaller portion. And a game like this especially, I I think your casuals, the people that want to check a box, do a bounty, grind a battle pass, go kill stuff in the the world, I I think that's where where your bread and butter is. The mid-lane casual hobbyist player, that's the majority... That's where your bread and butter is. Nobody's gonna got. Nobody's gonna get this game for PvP. There's no way because it would probably just feel like a Fortnite ripoff. Like the way they're moving, it would feel like the the no yeah. build Fortnite. You know what I'm saying? The uh, real fast Ghostface says, you know, why don't they copy the GTA Five model? That's sort of like what I'm saying, Ghostface. As far as like every time Grand Theft Auto comes out with a new expansion, it's like this self-contained. Like think about if Grand Theft Auto was a comic book. And they, they launched the next garage thing they just launched. That's that's the comic, right? That's the story that you're driven to to do, right? That's what I'm talking about for a comic book game. Like, if Marvel's Avengers had, like, a comic book comes out every month. You get the next edition, the next issue every single month. That's what they need to do, sort of things like that in type of games like these. Yeah, well, and we were, we were having this conversation about Hogwarts. Like, if you're going to do live service i think you have to do two things i don't think you can just do one i don't think expansions will work because they take too long to come out right you have to wait way too long for them to come out and and i also think you can't just do seasons and you can't just do a battle pass like i feel like if you lean in one of those directions you're going to fall over i think you need both i think one supports the other because Mm -hmm. if you know you're getting seasonal content things to do a battle pass to grind right if you're getting those things knowing there's that annual expansion the one leads to the other right you have something to do while you're waiting for the expansion and then when you're doing the expansion you kind of know hey this is substantive i'm gonna burn through this right and then and then on the other side of that i know more seasons are coming Right. So with with this game, that's that's what I think the approach is going to be. We're going to get to the 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 oh, it's got to always be online thing in a minute, guys. If you're enjoying the show, smash the like button. We are reading chat. We're pulling your comments in. Let us know what you think about the approach to live service. What what would you say, Mike? If their if their focus on characters though does become something that costs money, is that something you think people would reject? I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, if it all depends on how much that character would cost, I guess, right? If if a skin costs 15, how much are they charging for a character, right? Locked behind a, a paywall type of thing. I mean, that isn't like Overwatch doing that right now with uh, their, their uh, season pass or battle pass. Like if you buy the battle pass, you get the character. Like you can buy the character ahead of time. If you don't, you have to grind yourself through the battle pass. I know they're not doing that for Suicide Squad because they said battle pass is just cosmetic. But I don't know how I feel about that. Like, if they bring it, I guess it, it all depends on what character it is. Like, I'm more of a Marvel fan than DC fan. So if all of a sudden Wolverine came to Marvel's Avengers and he was like $15, I would drop that in, in a heartbeat, right? But if it's a character that I didn't care about, I'd be like, that's eh, fine. If someone wants to buy that, they buy it. So I guess I would be okay with it. Uh, I guess it just all, all depends on how 
how much effort they put into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's going to be, I think, the snagging point for people. I think once people accept the fact that it's live service, it'll be, okay, what's it, what's it going to cost me? Right? Right. Because if you convince people with the content loop and the story, like if people buy this game and they play through it and they say, but that was a great game, I got my money's worth, and then you start adding content, I don't think people are going to be like upset at that. I don't think they're going to balk at that, but they're definitely going to analyze that price. You know, Am I paying you know, for the characters? Am I paying for skins? Is it all earnable? Is there is there in-game currency? Because I think that was the thing that people saw on that first screenshot. They saw that in-game currency and they said, ah, here we go. You know, here we go. Because that's the thing people keep bringing up in chat is why does every game have to be live service? I really think if you look at the most successful live service games, it shouldn't be a cause for alarm in my opinion. Because a successful live service game must be built on a good foundation so if you get a good foundation and you're super anti-live service you should have zero complaints imagine that hogwarts goes live service why would that bother anybody right now who's satisfied with the game it wouldn't it doesn't affect you you don't have to touch it yeah look at grand theft auto right if you buy grand theft auto 12 years ago (laughs) right and you you uh you play through the single player story and then you're done with it. You never touch the online aspect of it. The online is the live service aspect of Grand Theft Auto. And if you don't touch that, that's 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 your prerogative, right? If you if you paid for the $70 game or $60 game and you enjoyed it and put it down after 40 hours, 50 hours, 60 hours, then good. Put it down. Don't worry about the live service part. Live service just adds more to it. Now, if the live service starts affecting the single player, right, where all of a sudden there's there's no end game, right? Let's say the campaign happens. There's no end game. It's like kind of loose. And all of a sudden, microtransaction cosmetics just keep coming out. We're still waiting for end game to put our stuff to use. Then that's a problem, right? If the cosmetics start to hinder the actual development of the actual game, that's the problem. And that's, I think, where everybody goes. They all, they all say, oh, if they do live service, it's going to hurt the game. You know, Russell Stewart says, live service has red flags for me. I start walking on eggshells. I'm keeping an eye out for monetary items, knowing that they want more money. You know, and listen, I'm the live service evangelist, and I am on your team when you say that. I, I'm, I'm the first guy that's going to walk out, throw a flag on the play, and say, whoa, 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 you, you're hurting the game here. And I think a great example in this situation is actually Anthem. Anthem didn't fail because they tried to do live service. They didn't fail because they had bad microtransactions. None of that was why that game failed. That game failed because they built it in 18 months and it wasn't ready. Like, you have to properly diagnose why those games are bad. You have to look at the fact that, like, Diablo 3 has impacted the live service market. Their seasonal model is now in No Man's Sky. Their seasonal model is coming to New World. Diablo 3 is going to be heavily influencing the future of Diablo 4. So when you look at that, you have to ask the question, are we all frustrated and worried about live service games because a bunch of people tried to rush live service games to market because they knew that this monsoon was coming? And you think... The problem's live service. I don't think the problem's live service. I think they knew this was the next wave, and two and a bunch of people shoved their games out before they were ready. I mean, a good a good live service game, and people are going to give me crap for it. But Sea of Thieves, when Sea of Thieves first came out, it was lackluster. But since they got the teams together and they started making 
content after content, story-driven. There's PvP content. And all of that is free compared to the, the cosmetics that you can purchase in their store, right? If you like a game so much, you're going to keep playing that game. And if you keep playing that game, you might spend some extra money because you're enjoying your time in that game. If you don't like the game, then you're going to move on to your next game and 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 find that game for you uh, the, the pvp chat that's going on here I, I i i laugh about pvp right everyone wants pvp in a game but yet if they if they're so excited about pvp then why don't you continue playing the pvp game that you're playing right now <laughs> right if you mm. love pvp so much then just stay in the pvp game you're on right now if you love it so much then why do i have to bring pvp into a game that doesn't have any pvp but you're like oh you know what make this game better pvp pvp no, stay where you are. You, yep. you love your PvP. Just stay where you're at. I've always said this about PvP because everybody wants to ham-fist PvP into games like Anthem and other live service games. And here's the problem. The most successful PvP games all have the same thing in common. They're just PvP games. It's not some sideshow. It's not some ham-fisted thing. Look at the single most greatest cause for trouble and patches and problems in New World when it launched. Instead of buckling down and focusing on content loop leveling and quality of life, they had to babysit all of the PvP cannibals who ruin games because that's just what PvP does. It has a cannibalistic effect. I told everybody, I said, New World is going to struggle because of the PvP. It will have a cannibalistic effect. And every patch... Every update, everything they focused on in the first 12 months of New World was babysitting PvP and exploits and problems and bugs. And they wouldn't have had to do any of that if they purely would have built an MMO with a PvE grind and endgame and expeditions and ways to level and a a fostering endgame. And all the things they've done to endgame are far more focused on making sure the PvE stays relevant. So... I think people always try to ham-fist PvP into games where, listen, I'll be honest with you, if you want a good PvP game, you don't want it forced into a game where it doesn't fit. You want a game where that's the focus, whether it's Fortnite, Apex, Warzone, any of these other games. Like, you want it to be just that. Or it'll always feel second best. It'll always feel like it's the sideshow. Right, because they, they have to take development time away. I mean, that's just, if there's 100 people working on a game and there's a PvP aspect of the game, there's a certain group of people working on PvP, right, that are not working on the regular game. And if and if PvP is in this game, which it's not, at least no no, no signs of it anyway, they, they would take development time away from the actual story-driven. This is a story-driven game that you can play co-op or solo with your buds or by yourself and just play through the story, right? And that is what they're driving home. It's a solo co-op story-driven game and that's that's what this is well i want to pivot to the online the the, the always online thing because Mm -hmm. travis was in was in the last stream he was telling me he's like oh my gosh i can't wait to talk about this this is so frustrating he says you want to hear something crazy i'm glad we know this is online only this early because now i can look at other stuff instead of being like a month out the online requirement for somebody who's only going to play single player I actually have to agree with the people that say, what in the world? Why can't you just check every once in a while that I own the license or something? Like, why does it always have to be online? Because I went to play something recently and servers were down or something. And it's like, what? I can't play. It's a a single player game. What's, What's going on? That, I think, is a completely valid criticism 
of any game coming out nowadays. Yeah. Like if I would if I would have been trying to play Hogwarts and they were like, "Sorry, servers are down, you can't play." I'd be like, "Excuse me? It's a single player game." What are your thoughts on that? Like why is this a growing thing that you need to be online to play a single player game? Well, it's online because they want to keep track of what you're buying and, and what not buying and how long you're playing the form, what they, they can extract from that information. Uh, Marvel's Avengers, what sold me on Marvel's Avengers before we knew it was a, a bad game was that it was offline. You could play that game offline. Now look at it. Two and a half years later, that game is shutting down. And once the once they're done with it, supporting it, you could still play that game offline if you want to, which is a good selling point. If you still want to play a Marvel game, single player, uh, play through a story. It's still it's still there for you. It's 15, 20 hours worth of content that you can play off offline. Gotham Knights, I believe, is the same way. You can still play that game offline. You don't need to be online. This game, I feel bad for people that just want to pick up this game and be because the bots do take over your other characters in your squad, right? There's always four yeah. players. The bots are there. Why do I have to be online? Like that makes no sense to me. Like, why do I have to be online? Why can't I just play by myself? And I think it's because it is a live service game and they want to make sure that, hey, uh, you know, uh, 30 and still gaming was playing for 10 hours the other day. And this is what he did. And this mm-hmm. is what he bet. He went to the marketplace because they can tell where you're going and what you're looking at and stuff. So they just want that data. They want to make sure what when people are playing the game, what are they most interested in? Are they interested in the guns? Are they interested in the mods? Are they interested in leveling up? Are they interested in bosses? Like, this is why uh, it's it's hooked up. I want to say something about the gameplay. Because there's not much to say about the always online thing other than I don't like it, but I understand why it's getting baked into more games, right? Like, because like what Wheezy's saying, if you want to have a game as service looter, you have to be online. You have to have gear integrity. You can't have people duping and hacking and rooting the game. So I I actually agree with that. I think that's, that's kind of touching on what I'm about to say. When I look at the gameplay of Suicide Squad... Kill the Justice League. I'm looking at this gameplay saying, okay, that's not, this is going to be weird. Because on one hand, I'm saying, I think the gameplay looks dope and it looks like a lot of fun. But on the other hand, I'm going to say, I don't think the gameplay is good enough to just purely be a single player game. Like, I don't. I feel like the gameplay is in a trivial category where it seems like it's meant to be fun with other people it's meant to be something that's ongoing because that's part of the fabric of what makes the game enjoyable if it was purely a come play this game for 20 hours i look at the gameplay and think i mean i don't i don't know that looks fine but the minute you tell me no live service ongoing co-op i'm like oh well yeah now it makes sense now now i now i can play the game and that kind of goes with what wheezy is saying if you're going to build a game as service loot based game an ongoing live service game you have to be online because if not people would ruin the economy within a day gamers are their own worst enemy they do this all the time I remember I had friends of mine playing Borderlands 2 and they got hacked weapons the day they started playing I said don't use those weapons it will ruin the game and a day or two later or like a weekend later the guy was like you were right he's like I started over I deleted my character and started over because it wasn't fun and that's exactly what would happen to a game like this you'd be playing with somebody and in two days somebody would have hacked weapons max level characters and it'd be like oh cool yeah whole, whole game's natural progression systems have been ruined yeah, well, that's that's how I played SimCity back in the day. You would play the game, you would suffer so much, and then you put the code in to get unlimited, unlimited funds, and you're like, eh, this game's kind of boring now, right? Because you're not you're not 
playing what the game is meant to be played. You're 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 just burning through it. Right, right. And this guy says, he says, I hope it does well for people who play it. I hope they enjoy it, but I won't be playing it. I'll be playing something offline capable, aka better. Something offline capable is not automatically better. Some of the best games I've ever played have been online. I, I really enjoyed my time in New World. I thought it was an amazing experience. I, I go play, go play Destiny offline. Go do it. All, all, all you, all you people right now in chat that are upset about this, go play Destiny offline. Tell me, tell me how fun that is. Oh, I, I forgot. You can't do that. You will play a game for hundreds of thousands of hours that requires you to be online, and and then you see a game like this come out that requires it, and you suddenly want to call foul. That's that, I, I'm sorry. That's hypocritical. If you play games like Destiny, if you play games that have that always online aspect where you're looting and you're leveling and you're playing with your buds, and then you're going to suddenly hold this game to some other standard, that's hypocrisy at its best. Yeah, I play Call of Duty offline all the time. I'm really good at it. Really good at it. <laughs> It's, it's come on like if if now if you strictly if you're consistent if you're like I'm not a hypocrite I'm not a hypocrite I don't play any game that requires me to be online then at least you're consistent at least you're consistent but yeah Redfall is requiring you to be online all the time are you going to skip out on Redfall are you not going to play that game like there is a future where games exist in a way that your expectations are out of step with like I like you I'm not, I'm not being unkind when I say this, but you sound like the get-off-my-lawn old man. Like, games have changed. There are games like this now. That doesn't make them bad. Well, well and I, Travis was in my channel yesterday complaining about it. This is well last night in the, with the show. I get it. There's, there's people that not everyone has internet where they are or pays for the internet. Maybe it's the internet's not the best, right? And I get that. I mean, life's not fair, and sometimes you don't get to experience what other people do, right? Out in the out in the boondocks, right? You, there's one supermarket, and it's 20 miles away. Meanwhile, I got 10 supermarkets around my area. That's just the way it is, right? That's that's society and the way it is. Not everything's fair. So, people that don't have internet can't play certain games. Your 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 spectrum is getting smaller and smaller. What you can pick up and what you can play. Uh, you don't own any games anymore. Even the ones that you buy physically, you don't own anymore. Uh, they all have to connect to something to connect. And once they pull that plug, you can't buy those games anymore. So, or play those games anymore. So it, it's unfair, but that's just the way society is moving, or the game industry is moving. Right, and I and I think that's what people just have to admit. Like you, you're one hundred percent allowed to be upset by it, irritated sure. by it. You can even claim that you're being inconvenienced by it. But to literally be, this is what always boggles my mind: to be in a YouTube chat online, <laughs> online, talking about a game that requires you to be online. I I don't understand. I I don't I don't get that. All it needs is like the most basic internet connection ever. To connect to the servers. Now, once you're online and in the game, I don't know if, if your internet's bad, if it'll cause you latency. We don't know what's handled server-side right now with this game or not. We don't know. We don't know if it just initially, like, checks, and then it gets you in and you're fine. I remember trying to play co-op with Hilly in a game. Uh, it takes two, and it used EA servers to play. And if those servers go down, like, I can't play with him. It's not, it's not purely peer-to-peer, right? There's listen servers that, you know, you have to use to get people connected sometimes. So, like, I I get it, but at the same time, it's like, I don't, I don't quite know in 2023 where you expect games to go. Like, they're becoming right. more sociable. I had somebody in chat just now, he's saying, well, this game isn't like Destiny. How, how, what do you mean? 
it, it's a game where you chase loot to loot. equip on your character. You can play with other people. There will be battle pass. There will be an ongoing content model. How is it not like Destiny? That's literally a description of it's, Destiny. It's, it's not in space. <laughs> it might take us to space at some point. It might. It might. Well, I, Brainiac did come from space, so I guess there is space involved. So, I think people need to accept that there's a new genre of game emerging, and it's the live service game. Like, and I know some people were saying. I know uh, Russell Stewart said this. He says, you know, all these live service games have something in common. They they came out and and they were and they've been lackluster, right? They haven't been so good. And I think we need to remember something. I think number one, developers are learning how to make good live service. They don't quite know how to do it yet. Number two, I think technology hasn't caught up. I remember playing Destiny and telling people that until there's technology that can automate and make content for the developers, we're always going to be in this scenario. You can play in a week what takes them a year to build, and you're done with it in a week. They'll never stay ahead of your player habits. They'll never be able to give you enough content. And I actually think the future of live service games is AI, AI generated environments, missions, ETC. We're already seeing AI generate all kinds of things. That's, I think, the future of live service games. It hasn't quite landed yet. So the tech's not quite there. The companies don't quite have it figured out on how to manage player expectations and obviously dictate player behavioral patterns and make sure it's enough content. And number three, I think a lot of games tried to tack on live service. And I don't think that's the same as starting as a live service game. Like, Yeah, I've I've said that all the time. Ground up. You have to build it from the ground up. You can't insert the live service like halfway through development because it it, it was pretty on another game. Right. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to admit that a lot of the live service games that are on the, on the horizon, they're going to fail. They're going to fail because one simple reason gamers are ruthless. They're ruthless. They won't, they won't accept mediocrity they won't accept a game that doesn't do a good job. So a ton of these live service games are going to fall flat on their face. Like, it's almost like somebody jumping into the water and being like, oh no, I can make it to shore and there's piranhas in the water. No, you're going to be walking to shore on stubs. You ain't going to make it, homie. Like, the gaming community is ravenous and ruthless. They will absolutely rip through your game and shred your game in about two weeks' time. We'll know everything. There'll be guides. There'll be, there'll be quest catch them find them everybody will know where everything is and it'll be it that'll be it your game's done what else do you have right it'll be thrown over everybody's shoulder yeah so uh, you, you've got it you've got to jump in game companies need to know that going in like Diablo 4 is approaching their game knowing people are gonna play this for 10 years and and we're gonna we're, we're gonna get it there we're gonna figure out how to do it I mean Online service games, or not, I shouldn't say online service games, online games that have to be connected, it's just the time. It's just the way it is. It's, it's moving that direction, just like your supermarkets are getting self-checkouts, and there's less people you could talk to at restaurants now, at servers. You like you order your own food off your phone. You scan it. You, you see what I'm saying? It's going the way of adapting to the technology. That's just the way it is. And, and if you're, you either join in and accept it, or you push back and then you don't play certain games or you don't shop at certain supermarkets or you don't eat at certain restaurants. I mean, that's up to you, the individual. Well, and Joe is saying, I don't have to accept it. I don't care about crappy live service. That's the beauty of yeah, you don't have to play. this economy. You Like, I don't play sports games. 
I don't. I, I, I don't care how good they are, how bad they are. I don't care about their microtransaction practices. I don't waste a single ounce of emotion on it because I don't play them. So don't play them. What people are basically saying in chat is, I don't like live service games, therefore there should be none. Well, I love live service games. I want there to be live service games because, you know, Travis is saying, well, what about Spider-Man 2 and Jedi Survivor? What if those become online only? Well, I don't see that happening. If you're approaching Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League and you're like, I just want to play the story, that's like saying you just want to play Destiny for the story. You're approaching a game that's not built to just be that. It's more than that. There is a story, but it's an ongoing game with loot and an ecosystem and an economy and all that gets ruined if people don't have to be online because they can hack the game and brute force and dupe loot and everything else. Well, perfect example. Destiny, when it came out, was sold like uh, we, we don't know the actual number but it's like 10, 10 to 15 million copies right of destiny one 80 percent of the population played the game beat the story put the game down right they didn't they didn't go on to play the what we did where we just kept playing and playing the game and grinding for loot and gear they didn't do that they just played the story and moved along when someone says it, it'll fail I, I forget who said it in, in chat but it failed once it'll fail again even if this game does fail as a live service, as a gamer, you buying the game and playing it. One, if you're not, if you're buying this game and you're not a story guy, I don't know why you're playing it for just the loot. If you're, if, if you're doing that way and it fails, you might be disappointed. But if you're buying the game for story content and then the loot aspect after you're done with the game is to grind for the gear, grind for the mods, grind for the characters, buy the cosmetics, that's up to you. But just to buy a game, play the story, and then put the game down there, there's no problem with that that's not a fail of a game if they sell the game beat the story and put that game down they did what they did they made a game they sold the game and then they added they added an additional content after you're done with the story yeah yeah and and i and i'm just going to keep coming back to this as well and and this is i think a, a debate point that a lot of people forget if a live service game launches and if it wants to be successful They can't do all the things you guys are saying in chat. That's what I think people always forget. You're pointing to games that failed, and you think that's going to be the business strategy? So you think the companies that are making the live service games right now, like Sony's going to have 12 live service games by 2026, and you think they're going to model their business decisions, their strategies, and their ongoing content models after all of the games that have failed. Because that's what you're saying. Like, oh, I'm worried they're going to do all this stuff. You keep citing games that were miserable failures and aren't exa- aren't around anymore. So, I think the only way a live service game can be successful is they have to do it well. So it's like your concerns are, I guess they're valid, but like if they do all the things you're saying, that they're going to flop, and then that's exactly what you would want. You would want you would want the bad business practices to result in flopped failures of games. You would want games to be like Avengers. That's what you want. You want more Avengers then. You want more Anthem. Like right. you want them to fail. They have failed. Those are all cautionary tales. I don't care how big your IP is, you're gonna be Marvel's Avengers dead in the gutter if you don't do did, things did, right. Did it fail though? They made money. <laughs> right? It failed as a live service, but financially they didn't fail. Right? Lots of people bought Anthem. Lots of people bought Anthem. Lots of people bought Anthem cosmetics as well. But all of the commercial reports, Avengers lost so much money that that 
they, no, they the, the, the article said that they they it underperformed. They didn't tell you what the sales numbers was. It underperformed, meaning if they shot for 20 million and they only made 18 million, it underperformed. It still made profit. It just didn't make what they wanted it to make. I I don't want to be a headline hunter, but I swear to you I saw headlines saying it actually lost money. It didn't it didn't just like fail to hit expectations. They were in the red on that project from what I saw. I didn't properly research that. I didn't cover it. I didn't cover it, but I saw headlines asserting that they lost money on that deal. Did they lose money because of the game sales and they're not counting the the cosmetics? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the thing. I would have to research it because I, I and, and I'm I'm having trouble remembering the exact headlines. But the headlines were basically like it was a commercial failure. Again, that could be like well, you're sure, saying Marvel, they didn't hit right? projections, but yeah, they they wanted to be like Hogwarts Legacy, where it sold like 10, 12 million copies, and it only sold like four. Mm, I, 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 Marvel Avengers game lost money. I, that, that's why I think it got shut down uh as reported by metro senior financial analyst david gibson believes that the release of the two marvel games ended up losing square enix around 200 million dollars despite its huge loss square enix is still a solvent company that turns profit there's multiple headlines saying this that square enix reportedly lost 200 million dollars on the marvel games so not just avengers so that game cost 250 million dollars is what they're saying I, that yeah, game I don't, costs I don't more than Grand Theft Auto, is what they're saying. I'm I don't not. Believe I'm that. not sure. I didn't click on any of the articles. It's an analyst yeah, I, saying between there were between the two Marvel games, they lost money because Marvel with, with Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy as yeah, well. Yeah, because Guardians didn't do commercially well, and I I blame all that on Avengers because Guardians was a great game and it didn't even get a shot because there was a shadow over Marvel games at that point. People were like, "That's going to be like Avengers." See, I, I want to know when they when they make stats, and I'm not defending the game. And this goes for any game. I'd say. I want to know what the game's budget was and then what it made, but they don't show you those numbers anymore. They refuse to show you sales numbers and what and whatnot. Right. Right. Well, th- I'm just going to keep coming back to live service is not automatically bad. I think it's sure. fine to have concerns. I think it's fine to hold games to standards, but I think too much of the dialogue around live service games, it just sounds like a lot of this is a weird word to use. It sounds like propaganda. You're like, I, it's it's automatically bad. They're going to do this. They're going to do that. It's like we're trying to scare everybody from supporting live service games. Listen, if a live service game does all the things you're saying and it's bad, you won't have to do anything. You won't have to make a YouTube video, a Reddit post. You won't have to campaign. It will die on its own. They will lose money. They will end of life the game. That's what will happen if they do all the things that you're worried about because all the games that did all those things are all dead. They're not being supported. They're no longer cranking out content. No one's playing and supporting those games financially. Yeah, I mean, based on if if it's going to be a failure or not, I mean, when Starfield comes out, it's not going to sell like it would sell if it was on all systems and it's on Game Pass. So is that a financial failure, success? You know what I mean? It, it, it might be my only 2 million people might buy it, but 20 million people are going to play it. So is that a financial failure? We, we, we don't know what their numbers are. With, what, you, know, you, you see what I'm saying? For, for as far as failures and what's, what's financially successful for the company or not financially successful for the company? Well, and we have to remember that we're so tuned in. The real question you should be asking is, does anybody 
outside of the bubble of like YouTube, Reddit, Twitter, like we're all super informed gamers. Care about this? No. <laughs> the general public's gonna see Harley Quinn. They're gonna see a shark wearing Superman's outfit. They're they're gonna see the Flash is a bad guy. They're gonna. Be, I want to play that game. That game looks that game looks awesome. It looks like Fortnite a little bit. Like they're jumping around, they're shooting. Right. You know, I, I, let's talk about gameplay just a little bit because I, I I do want to pull comments from chat, but I feel like we're we're all kind of repeating ourselves. So, uh, chat, put some comments in there. What would win you over to a live service game? Can any can a live service game win you over? Are they all bad? Like, would you play Diablo three, Diablo four, Elder Scrolls Online, Path of Exile? Like the successful live service games. How many of you play Destiny? Um, Mike, <laughs> gameplay-wise, it's like a mixture of the no-build Fortnite shooting, zipping, sliding, hovering around, but there's also melee. Where do you do you where do you land on that? Because I, I started to get a little concerned. I was like, ooh, is this just gonna be like cheesy arcade shooter? Or am I gonna have a lot of moves? And then I saw the one guy had like different hatchets and, 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 and scythes and stuff. Yeah, where Sharp where is... are you on the actual gameplay and why it's very hybrid, it seems? Uh I I like the way it, it looked. I, I like the way the movements were going. I think Harley Quinn, when she was swinging, it almost looked reminiscent. Uh, again, I haven't played it myself, but just looking at it, it looks as smooth as the swing mechanic in Spider-Man when he's flying through the city, right? Uh, also, the the jetpack move that Deadshot had where he was like moving left and then spooning to the right and then hovering and then shooting. I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then when you see Captain Boomerang jumping around and teleporting... And then when he went to go shoot, it was like super fast and it kind of like bullet time a little bit, like it slowed down so you could shoot. I was like, wow, this is this is pretty interesting, pretty, pretty smooth looking. I I'm intrigued by it. I don't want to say I, I, I don't like it. I, I, I think it looks really interesting and in how fast they were moving and how quick like uh, we made a comment last night on our podcast about the little purple balls that were like on the tank or on the helicopter and you were shooting and Sarge came up with, he goes, he goes, if it, if you were just shooting, he goes, it looks cheesy, but at the same time, if you were just shooting at the helicopter, it would be too easy, right? You're like moving around fast and you're just shooting bullet sponge into the helicopter. No matter where you shoot the helicopter, the helicopter would go down or the tank would go down based on you just shooting it. But because there's that little purple ball on there, you have to aim and be pretty precise where you're shooting the weak points on the vehicles or on, you know, on the, on the certain person. So I think that's pretty interesting the way they, incorporated that from at least what the trailer is showing like right now right they all have those little it's almost like kitty-esque arcade-esque you see these purple where do i shoot you, you shoot at the purple things right to but just looking at king shark like flying through the the uh the air and, and captain boomerang it looks good it looks really quick and fast and uh keeps it entertaining it keeps it, it it almost reminds me of warframe you know when warframe when you're like running and then you all of a sudden you do that super quick uh spiral and you're jumping around and stuff like that that's what it feels like to me yeah, people in chat are, are saying that they don't feel like these characters are mainstream enough. And I'm not going to sit here and try and debate that, you know, King Shark is well-known and people go, oh, that's Captain Boomerang. But I definitely think Harley Quinn's going to be center stage for all marketing because if if you try to tell me she's not mainstream, I'm going to laugh in your face. She's in every Batman game. She was in Batman the Animated Series all the time. Like, everybody knows who Harley Quinn is, okay? And The Flash and Superman and Batman can also be thrown on the marketing. Now, yes, you can't play as them, but they can still throw them in the marketing. They can still throw them on the the posters and throw them on on the game stuff. So, I I 100% think that them being side characters... 
will affect its commercial appeal a little bit. But I also think if you see Harley Quinn and then you see some of the main characters, you see some of the footage that they've been showing. There, there's there's B-roll of of uh, of Green Lantern, of Batman, uh, and you're going to see that B-roll, and I think that's going to be enough to make people want to play it. And also, I mean, the shark just looks cool. Like, I don't need to know who he is. I want to play as him. I don't. I, I didn't even know what his name was. I was like, that shark guy looks dope. <laughs> and so, guy, that's it. That's it. and if you're right, and they let you maybe play as some of the heroes, like you unlock them, that would be a huge draw. If suddenly there's an expansion or an update or something where you can play as the Flash or green lantern then you start to have more commercial appeal beyond just characters that are lesser known there there's a shot in the um in the trailer that they show when they because one of the one of the girls said that there's going to be uh mods or talents that you get to put towards and like uh she described bane right and when you use bane's uh uh green ooze it, it makes the Bane sound and whatnot. And then there's going to be other villains that they mm. get the traits, the traits from. So there's a there's a shot in the uh, the developer's stream that shows, like, the casing. And it has all these different weapons and things on the wall. And inside that, inside that uh, shot, there's, like, Polka Dot Man. There's the Riddler. There's, uh, uh, I think, Nightwing is in there. Batman's in there. And obviously, these are just weapons that you'll be able to unlock or use in the game. But... Why can't it go a little bit farther than that, right? Like, why can't you be Riddler? Why can't you be Polka Dot Man? Why can't you be uh, Nightwing or even uh, uh, Red Hood, right, from Gotham? Like, th- I don't know. Again, I'm just spe- – I'm not a I'm not a big DC guy, uh, chat. So I don't know who was in the Suicide Squads uh, from the comics. It really doesn't matter who was in the comics in Suicide Squads because they could literally just add whoever they want into the game because it's in its own separate universe type of thing. So – but – that would be intriguing to me if they added way more characters than we think they're going to add and all the different abilities like if it's a bane or i said this last night let's say scarecrow you get scarecrow's abilities where all of a sudden you shoot your gun and the and the bullets do like uh they make um them see things it makes them trip out right like all of a sudden the the bad guys are or freaking out because they see like scarecrows coming after them or whatever. That'd be pretty cool, right? That that'll be pretty interesting to keep me going. Even like yeah, poison ivy, right? So all of a sudden you shoot a gun, a plant lands on the ground, it grows into an, a Venus flytrap. That'd be cool. Like if they did stuff like that. Well, and I appreciate what some of the people in chat were saying. Like creature said, there was a time where Iron Man wasn't really a mainstream character. Yeah. You wouldn't think of him. You think of Spider Man. That's you know Marvel's king is Spidey right and iron man is suddenly the most popular within the marvel movies until maybe the spider-man movies came out iron man was center stage also no one knew who groot was guardians of the galaxy though they weren't they weren't mainstream characters and now they're beloved and and household names Yeah. yeah and people funny enough Guardians of the Galaxy, not mainstream. They come out with a movie, and the movie was one of the reasons people didn't like the game. Because they're like, oh, they don't look like the people from the movie. Yep. Like, that's how popular the movie was. So, I, there's always room for characters that are lesser known to become popular. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen with King Shark, and I'm not saying that's going to happen with Deadshot, but I do think people recognize superhero games and worlds and being able to draw attention with the flash and superman and batman maybe somebody's not like i don't really want to play as harley quinn but that's the beauty of this gameplay is they all seem so different now somebody was asking me uh, it was cowboy he says 
you know, I, I think it was a mistake to make this a shooter. I prefer melee. I actually prefer melee games. My most most of my most favorite games are melee based, whether it's like Sekiro, Ghost of Tsushima, Hellblade, those are melee based games. I'm actually glad this game's not another melee based game because I think that's what limited and hurt Gotham Knights. I that, that there's a lot of things that hurt it, but I do think that was one of the things that hurt it was they had to really limit yourself like the move sets you know, oh, we're going to feel, it's going to feel really similar to Batman, right? And we already have Spider-Man, and I think Spider-Man and Spider-Man Miles Morales are brilliant games. I think this game can distinguish itself from those by having it be more of a hybrid. So that if you really want to play Melee, it seems like you're going to have the ability to do that. You'll be able to be more, like, interweaving. If this was purely Melee-based, I, I, I worry that it would feel like another sort of predictable sort of unidimensional just beat em up game and i and i and i funny enough i think people would have been more critical of that because people are saying all oh, the gameplay looks mid it looks kind of boring i maybe maybe i'm maybe i'm in another category here but i think this was the right call for the game to feel like arcade based loot based live service based so you're not just running around punching everybody i I, I don't think they showed us the melee aspect. I think there's melee in this game, right? Every single character, besides what they showed with King Shark, right? He's a melee-based character. Harley Quinn, her go-to weapon is a freaking sledgehammer or a baseball bat, right? Boomerang's got his boomerangs. That Yes, they're long distance, but he also uses them to stab people and whatnot. So everybody has a melee weapon, I just don't think they showed it to us. I think, I mean, if they, if you go to the, I don't know if you can lock it on that screen when they show the actual uh, gear slots, I'm pretty sure there's a melee spot in there. So I don't know if it's going to be melee like Borderlands where you push down the right analog stick and you just punch somebody or if there's actually going to be like you can swap to your melee weapon and actually do it. Yeah, it says, so he's in his loadout here and it does say melee. So he's swapping between the, there's like some, they look like meat cleavers um, and they have different things they can do. So it's shield harvest damage bonus, combo strike damage bonus, suicide strike damage, suicide strike resource gain. And then it looks like you get different things um, for the green, the blue and the purple. So I'm assuming maybe you can like level it up or something uh, to that effect. But yeah, there is a melee category here. So, and I don't know if that's just like in your, in your, in your outfit, right? right? Oh, here we go. Here we go. So you have two. So like Harley has two firearms. She has a melee, a grenade, a shield mod, a traversal mod. And then there's two locked categories down here uh, in the corner. So yeah, I, I, I don't think they just, sh- I don't think they showed us melee. I, I think melee, like, I think you can make a melee build. I bet you you could. Yeah, I, I, it's possible. I think that I think that just based on gameplay alone, and the fact that you you know you have the two weapons, the, uh, you have the two guns and the melee. Hang on, we got it. We got a very quick freeze frame of King Shark. They, Same, they said during the thing that he's a mid-range melee guy. Is what they said. Okay. Yeah, so he's got the same setup. Two firearms, a melee, a grenade, a shield mod, traversal mod, and then one of the things is actually unlocked, neck bomb mod. So he has some kind of a mod. These are mod. I think this right side is just mods. That that fourth slot is probably going to be, you know, a fourth mod slot that'll modify something in it, you know, in his loadout of some kind. So, you know, I, as far as I can tell, I 
think they want you doing both. Obviously, if you want to go pure melee, you can, but I would imagine they're envisioning you do you know kind of interweaving the two, and I think that's fine. Again, I think another another superhero punchy punch beat 'em up game. I I don't know. I feel like gamers are sometimes impossible to please because if this would have been another beat 'em up punchy punch, everyone would have said, "Oh, it just looks like Gotham Knights with different characters." Right. Damn you if know. you do, damn if you don't. Yeah. Uh, Pyramid Scheme, uh, they literally said that new characters will be earnable. Earnable, not paid for. They said all content is free, all cosmetics will be in the battle pass, and they're only selling cosmetics, and that the characters will be earnable in the game. Thank you for thank you for joining the conversation, Travis. Anybody that's debating us and discussing this, we greatly appreciate the back and forth. That's literally why we put it on the thumbnail. Make sure you're smashing the like button. It helps the video find more people. We have another screenshot here, obviously, from... This is a secondary video that was about official behind the scenes. And you can see here, you know, Deadshot combing through his firearms. I see a lot of potential with the loot system beyond just the loot they go to some scenes where there is an insane level of customization. So I've got that on screen now. Just modifying, changing attachments, things like that. Where do you see where do you see that aspect of the game going because in a, in a game where you're chasing loot, crafting can be dangerous because somebody can make a god roll. They can make the best version of a weapon with enough grinding. I mean, in a PvE game, and we're all working on the same team. Go ahead, right? Like if you want to grind for that 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 weapon and get that drop, if that's what keeps you coming back. I mean, how many times did you run that gun to get that that one roll? How many times? <laughs> I forget. I for, I forget. Was it four? It was four hundred and fifty approximately. Yeah, four hundred fifty runs. Fifty three of them dropped. Right. Before and I that's got the a, one that's that a, that's in a PvP game, right? This is just PVE. Mm-hmm. So if someone's looking for that extra power or whatnot to do it, why? why not you know that if that if that's what keeps you coming back and you're like oh man i get a sniper rifle with deadshot and maybe deadshot gets a bonus for for sniper rifles because he's really good and then all of a sudden you get this perk on the gun that you're looking for that drops from maybe killing superman like who's not going to run that a hundred times 200 times like a borderlands right people were in outriders during the beta running bosses over and over just to get a roll you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so in a looter like this, I'm I'm all for that. If if that's what you want to do, then by all means, go ahead and run that run that uh, over and over. Um, I don't think it's a, a big deal if it's PVE. I, I like it. I, there's I think there's six different types of weapons. They said right. There's uh, assault rifles, SMGs, uh, shotguns. Uh, God, what what else did they say? A sniper rifle, pistol, uh, and something else. I, I, is it a scout? I don't know if it's a scout, but. Yeah. Plenty of stuff to go for. Plenty of cosmetics to go for, I would assume. Like, they showed some cosmetics. Now, I don't know if those drop in the game, like uh, like an icebreaker. I keep going back to Destiny. I know we don't like to talk about Destiny, but it, it's it's the elephant in the room, right, when you compare certain things. Um, so, like, the icebreaker in Destiny. There's this one gun they show at the very end. Is like, the last one that has that skull on the side, right? Like, is that something that drops in the world and, that, and does it have some bonus points on it? Or is that something that you have to buy cosmetically? That's what I want to know. If, 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 they, if they drop it where you go, it's hidden behind certain things, the cool-looking stuff, mm-hmm. I'll be a little upset about that. But if, if you can earn it in, in the game, then I'm cool with that. If it's like 10 drops, 8 drops, 100 drops, whatever it is. 
Yeah, I'm I'm always in the position of letting people chase what they want, having loot generosity. I've always said generosity is not the enemy of engagement; it's the promoter of it. You know, and they prove that with loot 2.0 and Diablo. And and Tavo, uh, I'm sorry, Tovo the Owl is saying, "What's wrong with saying mid? Isn't it just another way of saying mediocre?" Right, but I think mid is the new cringe. Like people use mid as an insult. They're like, "It's mid." Like. I don't think anybody is saying it looks mediocre or fine or average. They're, 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 it's another way of saying it's so boring, it's not worthy of being called bad. Like I don't, I'm not saying everybody that uses mid that way, but a lot of people use mid as a pejorative. Like No one's describing a game yeah. as mid and being like sort of neutral, sort of... Now, some people might. They might shrug shoulders and say, eh, I thought it looked kind of mid. But a lot of the times, like I said, I feel like it's the new cringe where it's not a... It's it's used it's it's used all the time now. So, generosity... Go ahead. I was going to ask. I want to ask Malcolm Flex real fast. Like, you say the game loop is going to get exhausting real fast. Well, why do you say that? Like, we know nothing about the game. Do you say that because you feel that that's how other games were, so this is going to be just like that? You would hope right that they look at this and go hey we saw this game this game this game make a looter we want to make a looter let's take the good aspects of that and add it to our game and not the bad aspects right i want to know i want to know why you feel like it's going to get exhausting really fast um it definitely looks average the gear screen is mid sorry how, how does a gear screen look mid, not right? mid the, it's supposed to just, yeah it's just showing you stuff like i don't what do you expect like uh, a parade and fireworks and confetti everywhere. You're just going in to look at what you have. I, the gear screen to me looked like exactly what I expect from a loot-based game, where I can quickly see what the stats are. I can see that it has tiers of you know different colors. It's it's doing its job. Like I just I wonder if there's this weird thing going on where, and I don't really know what the diagnosis is, but my quick. My quick attempt to figure this out is we've gone through such a long period of drought of games. We've been waiting and waiting and waiting. I think there's like two gamer monsters that starts to grow. There's the gamer monster that hypes everything up and and gives gives games a pass. Like Playtale Requiem and Gotham Knights got passes from people. People have been over praising games like High on Life and Hi-Fi Rush. They're good games. People are talking about them like they're earth-shattering, but because you've been going through a drought and a good game launched, and you can't believe it. <laughs> like you're like, oh my gosh! Like, Hi-Fi Rush, if it would have launched during a deluge of good games, nobody would have talked about it. It launched in a drought, and it 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 they did a shadow drop. So I think that's one monster that forms a monster that thinks that like, oh my gosh, everything is so amazing. The same thing happened with Deathloop, overly praised because it launched in a drought. I think that monster has its its evil twin and it's the unappeasable skeptic. Like everybody looks at every trailer that comes out and is like, eh, uh, eh, uh, uh probably gonna be boring, probably gonna be lame. They're just gonna... And it's like I I feel like we're in this weird situation where there's a bunch of games coming out this year, and I feel like there's a pocket of the gaming community that's sort of like unpleasable now. It's like, well, I expect everything to blow the hair off of my head just from the trailer. I this this game, like if I'd have shown you a trailer for this game a couple of years ago, you'd be like, oh that looks amazing. 
but there's a weird cynicism sort of negativity now it's like in the in the water and i'm not sure what it is because i'm not trying to hype this game up but the game looks good it looks fun it looks like a game i would play with my wife and enjoy it and feel like i got my money's worth yeah i mean what i what i did notice the last couple of uh releases right um in the past like cyberpunk was hyped up for like way more like a year in advance so like oh it's the greatest game coming out and blah 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 and and then it comes out and it's lackluster. You, you saw what Hogwarts did. Hogwarts didn't show or do anything until November, which was three months before, you know, after the delay. November, December, January, and then February it launched. Just three months cycle. Not a, not a six-month cycle, not an eight-month cycle, not a 12-month cycle of at, like showing the game. And it came out and it looks good, right? High Five Rush didn't have anything. They just dropped it and it came out. Now you look at what these guys are doing. They're doing the exact same thing. They showed you stuff a while ago, like over a year ago. Went dead silent. We didn't know anything about this game. They only showed trailers. They didn't show any kind of gameplay. And then here we are three months out, almost to the day. And they now they, they dropped this extended cut of what the gameplay looks like. And the gameplay does look smooth and it does look good. We've Lono has shows dedicated on looking at stuff going, this doesn't look very good. Like, like you can tell, like anybody in chat that's been in any of these streams... When you look at a game, you look at it and go, eh, it doesn't look good. There's something off about it. I don't get any vibes like that from this. This looks very, very well done. And now, subjectively, chat, you might look at this and go, I'm not interested in it. It's mid, right? Whatever. But the game itself looks good. It looks polished, right? They delayed it. It looks polished. It looks smooth. It looks really quick and it, it it's colorful. Everything about it, it's got good vibes to it. Except if you're looking at it going, ah, I'm not into this game, which is fine, right? Which is fine. If you don't like a game, you don't like a game. But looking at it, this game does not look broke or buggy or something's wrong with the frame rate. There's no. Did you notice any kind of frame rate issues? No, no. no. I had somebody trying to tell me there was frame skips, and we went in frame by frame it in slow mode, and it's like, there's no frame skips. Like, I don't know what you're seeing. That, that's no that's my point, skip. right? You went frame by frame to prove that if it, if it looks bad or not, right? You're not going to get that anywhere else. Right? So, like, looking at this, it looks good. Right. Well, and, and, and Zyber is saying it's being hyped before our eyes, and we're not skeptics, you know, people hyped up influencers. I If, if you want to categorize anything we've done for the last hour as hyping this game or being a hyped up influencer, then you're literally proving my point. We've said the game looks good and looks fun, and if you interpret that as hype, then you are the cynic. You are the skeptic. Like, I've, I haven't hyped up the game at all. A lot of our time was spent defending the idea of a live service game. The, we didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah, the principle of live service games. But if anything we've said today gets described as hype, then you're literally wearing the hat that I just described. You're being a cynic. You're being a skeptic. Like, I, if I say right, a game looks good and it. looks fun, I'm hyping yeah. it up. Like, I, I didn't say this game is going to deliver some new era of gaming. It looks fun. It looks like yep. it's delivering what I expected to get out of it. This is like the people that went and saw the Transformers movies and talked about it like it was supposed to be an Oscar-worthy movie. Like, I know what to expect from a game like this. It sounds like a you problem. Like, it's like it's a four-player hero game. Like, I didn't expect it to be an earth-shattering, award-winning game. I'm seeing exactly what I hope to get out of a game like this. We're, we're also taking it... Right, and I'm I'm guilty of this too, right? Because other games came out, like Battlefield came out bad, Fallout 76 came out bad, Cyberpunk came out bad. So you look at this, Rocksteady 
Have have has Rocksteady put out a bad game up to this point? No. They're they're known for their games and going, man, but if Rocksteady like people would call before they saw this, they would go, Man, Rocksteady should have made a game like this. They should have gave it to Rocksteady. And now then all of a sudden, now Rocksteady has this, and they're like, Oh, this is gonna suck. Rocksteady's like like I I I don't go in hating someone because someone else did something bad, right? Obviously, there's goodwill right now with Rocksteady. If Rocksteady comes out and this game suffers, then after the fact, only after the fact it comes out, you go, uh, you know what? This was their worst game Rocksteady made, right? They should have stuck with single-player games, okay? But up until that point, just being cynical about, and I'm, I'm the king of cynical, all right? Like, just being cynical just because another game did the exact same thing that has nothing to do with the studio or the genre of the game and you're giving trash to this company, it's just weird to me. Like, you look at it and just because it's a live service game, you want to give it crap. Just because it's a looter shooter, you want to give it crap. You know, I don't know. Well, and and don't... if Okay, so Zyber, if you weren't saying that we were hyping it up, then choose better phrasing. You said it's being hyped up before our very eyes. Like, that feels like a backpedal to me. Like, you got called out. Like, you, you're acting like... Okay, so other people are hyping it up. I've had people in my chat this entire show saying most people are crapping on this. Most people are dogging on this game. So when you said that, how else am I supposed to interpret it? It's being hyped before our very eyes. Like, yeah, it sounded like you were talking about us. And I was like, we're not hyping it up. I I think it looks good. And listen, a a hit dog barks, okay? Like, if if I'm going to sit here and talk about people who are overly skeptical and overly cynical and you're getting defensive, you know, maybe, maybe I struck a nerve. Like, I'm not trying to make it a personal attack on you. I'm saying... My diagnosis as a content creator, covering games through the drought, I feel like people are starting to fall into one of these ditches. They're either like, oh my gosh, Deathloop was a 10 out of 10, Gotham Knights was great, these games are great, and I'm like, these games are are average, they're sevens, they're not that amazing. Atomic Heart had a similar response, Hi-Fi Rush, Hi-Fi Rush was fine. Hi-Fi Rush wouldn't have gotten the praise it got if it launched alongside a bunch of other games. You'll, you'll never convince me otherwise, right? But I also feel like on the other side of the overpraise and the overhype, there's people that can't be pleased. I, I don't understand what people expected from this game. Like, what ideal Suicide Squad game are you judging it against? You take right. four lesser-known characters and make... An actiony, arcadey shooter looter, and you expected what? Did Skyrim, Elden Ring. Like, I, I think it always comes down to expectations. You guys are arguing against an ideal. What is that? What game did you expect this to be that it's not living up to? Because, like I said, certain movies, I go in expecting a throwaway summer hit. Look, when I go see Transformers, I expect explosions, cheesy humor, and a bunch of action. It's a throwaway summer hit. And I feel like there's games like this that kind of fall into that category. It's okay to just have a fun game to play with the boys on a Friday night. It do- Not every game needs to be an earth-shattering, you know, tectonic impact on the gaming industry. Here's a nice little analogy. I take my son to different parks all the time, right? He's eight years old, right? He's not judging whatsoever. I bring him to a park. I say, hey, we're going to a park. He's like, oh, we're going to a park? He's super excited. Doesn't care what park it is. He gets there, sees it. It might not have the biggest slide 
or a jungle gym that he can climb on, but he goes to the park and does it and plays on there for the amount of time he plays on it. He comes off and goes, eh, it wasn't as good as said park, right, that he went to last week. And Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say is that he's going into, oh, it's a park, we're going to a park, I'm going to have fun on that park, which is metaphorically the game, okay? And once he's done with the park or once he's done with that game, he then and only then compares it to the other games that is like that. You see what I'm saying? He's not going into going, oh, I don't want to go to this park because the other park was so much better. He's just excited to go try a different park and see what's there. And and I know it's simplistic, but that's basically what it is. Like you go into a game and you guys are hating the park before you get there, right? You've never been to that park before, but you hate it before you even get to try the stuff out or what's there. Okay, so someone's saying in chat, nobody thought the first trailer drop, this would be a terminally online shooter. It was described when it first came out in its press releases as an upcoming action-adventure game, open world, where you could play with four people. I, I, who, who, what do you mean? It's literally being described, all their official press releases, all their official documents, action-adventure game, for four people to play online. Now you're saying, oh, I didn't know it was going to be a shooter. If you're disappointed by it being a shooter, it again was described, I'm looking at press releases, an yep. action-adventure shooter. Like, it. what do you mean? You, it's, again, sounds like you weren't paying close enough attention. Do a little bit of research. Use Google. They, they, they didn't pull a looky-loo on you. This is not some kind of a shell game where they're like, Aha! We're going to get really excited about this RPG single-player game, and then we're going to sucker-punch them later and turn it into an action-adventure online game. It's been promoted as a four-player action-online multi- like multiplayer game since the beginning. They added online only? No, they didn't! I said shooter. I said nothing about shoot. Oh, looter. I'm sorry. You said looter. You said nothing about shooting. I, I, I actually said it was a looter over a year and a half ago. I know you don't watch me, but on my videos, I was like, I wonder if this is going to be like Marvel's Avengers is going to be a looter because that was the theme. That was when you look at it. That's exactly what it is. It was their answer to what the market was when they first announced it back in what? 2020, I think is when they first showed it. 2019, 2020. Yeah, they, they announced it in 2020 in August. It's right here. Warner Brother Games and DC announced Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, okay? Genre-bending action-adventure shooter in development by Rock City Studios best-selling Arkham series. And there's a there's a ton of paragraphs here. I'm going to try and find... Um, we want to provide a glimpse. We're introducing an original take on the Suicide Squad that combines rich character-driven storytelling. It's known for innovative gameplay features and create a unique gaming experience. Uh, they outline the four characters. Where official assets. Where's the actual description? Because I remember them talking about you playing online with four people, and I'm not seeing that in this. That might have been later. The initial press release in August might not have said this. Um... Oh, it can be played solo or up to four players in online co-op. So the minute I see action-adventure shooter online co-op, I'm like, that that's an online yep. game. That's Borderlands. That's yep. now, now, I understand. Somebody might be like, I expected Borderlands because you can play that by yourself. I didn't expect Destiny. I think that's fair. I think that's fair to be like, I didn't expect it to be an online all-the-time all game because of the way they described it. 
I swore from some of the initial stuff where I, I didn't I didn't feel like I was gonna have to defend the game against this, so I didn't research this. <laughs> I swore How they talked you. about it being like a four player looter from the very beginning. They I don't think they ever said that it was a looter. They never they never officially said it. But anybody that's played a looter, if you were doing any kind of research on this and looking at the trailer and looking at the stuff, you could make an inkling of, oh yeah, this is their version of this, right? I mean, come on. Uh, he says that they added this during 2020. That's why it got delayed. Now, it got delayed because when they started development of the game, there was this, I don't know, this thing that went around the entire world that stopped businesses from operating. I think that's the reason it got delayed, not because uh, they were adding online multiplayer to it. Yeah, it's hard because anytime I search now, I'm going to find all of the recent articles. Like, I, I can't go back and see if they ever described it as a looter, but like Eugene is even saying, I've always heard the narrative that it was being compared to Avengers. I, I remember seeing those comparisons as well. That, that initial screenshot that leaked didn't surprise me at all. You had four characters. It looked like it was going to have some live service elements. I was like, uh, that 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 sounds like what I, I was expecting. Like that from the beginning, it was described as an action-adventure online co-op shooter. And I'm like, that's... That that all that that all is right from their press releases. The reason the leak got out about that it was, uh, you know, a battle pass included is because they were testing it. And, and someone broke the NDA. You, we don't know how long in the development cycle it took before they put the battle pass stuff in. I'll be honest. Literally, when they first announced it, I said, because I was playing Marvel's Avengers... September, all right, because they, they announced Marvel's Avengers and, and them almost at the exact same time. And I said, well, this looks like it's going to be a, a live service game. It looks like it's going to be a looter. It's going to be a comparison to... And it, it got delayed. Yeah, it got delayed, but it, it's still at least, in my opinion, playing all these games, I was like, yeah, this this 100% looks like, exactly like the rest of those games. Yeah, I was trying to find anything that came out about it last year, because it is fair to say, oh, well, the one leak is what convinced us uh, you know, that, oh, there, there was going to be online or it was going to be a looter. And again, I think sometimes it's hard to know because everybody has their own presumptions and assumptions when they see things, sure. right? So I, I'm just pushing back on faulting them because when I heard it described and I looked at the gameplay, I thought, that's going to be fun. That's going to be like an Avengers-style game. I can play with other people. I can go and level. I can... And I, I, I didn't assume loot, but how are you supposed to really have a game like this go on? Are you just always using the same stuff? You're always using the same move sets like that. I don't think that that works. Like I, in general, I think many people expect to play a game online with other people and you're going to be chasing loot. Like look at Redfall, like Redfall's push p- positioning itself in a very similar way. Uh, Wheezy. No, there was no proof and I didn't have an official statement from them to know it was a looter, but just like I didn't have any proof that I don't know it was a looter, but my inkling and my gut feeling told me it was is because I played games just like it, is the same as everyone speculating right now that it's going to suck as a live service game because that's speculation, right? You haven't played it yet, just like I didn't know it was a looter. It's the same thing. Everyone's saying things they didn't know that was actually confirmed until yesterday. Yeah, I was there. There, there's only so many clues you can extrapolate. Like, if somebody's really upset because they thought this was going to be a great single player story game, I mean, 
I, I can't fault you for hoping for that. I, I didn't see that, and I didn't expect that when I saw, again, four characters. I feel like there's contextual clues here. Yes. Four characters to choose from. Action-adventure shooter. Online multiplayer. None of that screams single-player, story-rich experience. No, like, I, all of those I thought it was going to be a real-time strategy game. That's what I thought it was going to be. From all those things that you just exampled, I thought it was going to be a real-time strategy game, Lona. I did. I again. I, I I would never have expected a game with four playable characters and online co-op and and being an action adventure shooter. I would not have expected that to be some robust single player game. I just wouldn't have. Like that doesn't sound like that to me. That of all of the games that come out that are in that category, single player, robust, like amazing story. You very rarely have multiple characters and then action-adventure, and then online multiplayer. Like, those things typically point to a little bit more of a frivolous arcade-style game, I would think. Again, again, everybody has different presumptions and assumptions. I'm trying to explain why I'm shocked that nobody else saw what I saw, because that's how I saw the, the, I did. the footage and the press releases. Yeah, I did. I saw exactly what you saw. That's because of experience of playing so many games in our life cycle that we, we looked at it and went, oh, this is going to be like this, right? I mean, that's... Two plus two equals four. I mean, that's that's what happens. Well, and and that's fine because you know Weezy's saying that doesn't make it a game as service, a live service game as service. Okay, that's sure. fair. That's fair. That was a bit of a surprise when that leaked, but I thought, what do we expect again in twenty twenty three? What do you expect from a game, action adventure that you can play with your friends online multiplayer? You expect it to be a one and done game? Like look at Aliens Fire Team. Look at look at all these games that are coming out where you can play with other people online. Starship Troopers. These are going to be ongoing games. They're going to be games that like cuz if not, I it just I don't know. It seems like such a bygone era. There we're, we're not playing GoldenEye anymore. We're not playing games that are multiplayer. You can play with your buds and that's it. That's the end of the game. You buy it once and that's the end. I I don't think we're in that era, you know? I Here's I the beautiful mention gear score in this video. Yeah, because in the live service video that yeah. we uploaded, that was from that leak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's the beautiful part. You don't have to buy it. Like you don't have to buy it. You don't have to play it. You don't have to buy it. You could wait for it to go on sale. If your dream is this game sucks so bad, it'll go on sale by Christmas and then you can play it then. <laughs> right? Like there's no downside. Like you don't play it right off the bat or you do. And if you don't, then you wait for it to go on sale or if it sucks so bad, you just wait for it to come on Game Pass. Russell says these are the same old uh, same old games. I think hence the mid-comments. We have so many gaming generations under our belt. We want something new, and looters don't say that. I have to disagree. I don't think there's a lot of games like this out there. Do you want to know why? I'm always looking for them to play with my wife. There isn't. Go right now to Google and look for four-player, two-player co-op games with loot go, go do it there isn't there isn't a ton of them what do you mean same old same old there's not some laundry list of games in this category I know I look for them to play with my wife it, it was one of the look look at all the requests of Hogwarts to have co-op already a co-op mod being built because people like want to play together like right. I I think I think you guys are getting so hyperbolic it's like and and also also what are we falling prey to the nothing's ever good enough. This this falls into my metamorphosis principle. Gamers have always felt 
huge tectonic shifts in the new games that they've played because they were always tied to big tech advancements and that's not happening anymore the games you're playing now are very similar to games that you played five years ago because the tech advancements sure resolutions going up lighting shading colors and 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 frames per second are getting better but to a certain degree how much can you iterate on some of these formulas I, 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 I think that's part of the problem is you're wanting a metamorphosis every time this game should be reinventing a, a, a action adventure four player co-op game and I'm like why, why does it have to do that why can't it just be a game right real, real quick Christopher you're absolutely right and that's that's my point you're, you're disagreeing with me but you're actually agreeing with me right the people that hate the game so much that they don't want to play it they will pick it up on sale they will play it when it comes on to a service platform because they want to play it they just don't want to tell you out loud they want to show that they hate a game before they can try a game and then you know then tell you oh yeah that game sucks and then secretly go offline so they can go play that said game because that's that's what people do they, they're upset because they want to play the game. They want to like the game, but they don't want to let people know they want to play the game and like the game. And I like what Eugene is saying. He's saying we're getting significant improvements in these tried and true formulas, right? They're making the games better. And I think his question is right on the money. He says, can somebody who's surprised at the nature of this game give me an example of a recent game that's a shared world co-op game that doesn't have these features that people are complaining about? Like, again, when I see action-adventure shooter with four choosable characters and online co-op, I don't I don't expect anything different than what we got. I, it, it's, and I think it's totally okay for games to come out and just be in this category of it's just a fun action-adventure shooter that you can play with your friends. Like, I, I think people expect... At some level, I think people expect the impossible. I, I don't think you can iterate on some of these formulas. I think you can improve them. I think you can right. you can maybe move the needle a little bit and come up with new ideas and evolve things. But like I think some of these formulas, I, I don't think you're going to see big tectonic shifts. I just don't. I, it, it's it's too difficult. Like look at first person shooters as a great example. I think that's one of the hardest genres to enter right now. How much can you do within that genre that hasn't already been done? Yeah, Shadow Spade, if you're talking to me about don't speak general, don't presume. If you're taking offense to that, that means you are you think that you're that. So if I said what I said and you feel like I'm putting you in that category, then then you feel like you're in that category. So don't don't do that. You, you you do you. You want to buy a game, buy a game. If you don't want to buy a game, don't buy a game. Well, and, and Russell Stewart says that the don't buy it, you know, doesn't help people that bought a next-gen console and want to have their purchase justified. I, and there's again, thousands of games. But again, there's a presumption baked into that that there's an ideal version of this game that you're not getting. You think the level of detail in the characters, the movement, the world size, the action, the fighting, the fact that four people can be in the game at the same time doing all the stuff that we've seen, you don't think that's tapping into next-gen power? You think that this game, you could go and do all that on an old-gen and have it look like this and run like this? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what's this ideal it's failing to hit? What what, what is it failing to do? What, what game 
Can you go play right now on old gen that's at this level of character detail? Look at their faces. Look at their eyes. We're, I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We're in this weird state right now, and I can't put my finger on what's going on. But these characters, the detail, the graphics, the textures... This is a massive jump from games last gen, and you're acting like this is some ho-hum mid-game that looks like, oh, I could have played that on my PlayStation 4. It's a mobile no. phone. Mobile phone game. I, I, don't, I, I see all the graphical improvements, and I get excited. I'm like, I, I did. I, I go back and play. Arkham Knight looked really good, but you look at the character designs, and they start the little some of the age is showing, right? This, this feels... It, significant step up in, in a game genre of this type <laughs> pyramid i didn't get called out the people that are taking the offense like if you don't like the game then you're not going to buy the game you you move on with your day right why would you keep keep going on something if you don't like it you just you just move on right but the people that are making a thing of saying well i like this i don't like that i want to they're they want the game they just don't want the game now they want the game to see what the what the what the process is. Is it a good game? Because right now they think it's a crappy game, but if it comes out and it is a good game, then they're going to go out and buy it, right? You're you're making prejudgments on a game before you even get to play it or see it. There's no reviews. There's no nothing. We all just watch the exact same trailer that's out there and the gameplay that's out there. I appreciate what Krebsy is saying too. He says a game like this went into development five years ago and had different things that were popular, and this game needs to predict industry expectations five years ahead. That's another reason why I think people's expectations are just un- they're just so unfair. They're so unfair. It's like so they started making this game five years ago, and you're like, been there, done that, played that. And it's like, well, what the frick? So over the next five years, there's going to be a bunch of games that come out. And then there's going to be games that come out in five or six years that are similar to the games that you're going to play over the next five to six years. Is it then on the developers to be like, oh, we should have predicted that a bunch of people were going to enjoy games like that. And now our game feels like those games, like we've been building it for half of a decade. You you know what I'm saying? Like, I I think that's the issue I have is maybe again, maybe again, I am, I am being two grasses greener maybe that's my bias is like i'm just like we need some games this looks like a game <laughs> you know what i'm saying so maybe i am being yeah. a little two grasses greener but at the same time i do feel like i've been doing this for so long i remember when horizon forbidden west footage came out people said looks mid doesn't look next gen people did that to god of war ragnarok i have a video on 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 the tickety talk it has seven million views because nobody has a clue why i'm saying what i'm saying i'm saying that ragnarok looks better than god of war 2018 on pc at ultra and people are like why is he saying this? This is brain dead. This is so blatantly obvious. Do you want to know why I was saying it? Because people looked at the footage and said the same thing I'm hearing today. Looks mid. Doesn't look any better. Looks just like God of War 2018. And now I've got a bunch of shorts out there where I look like a moron because I'm comparing the new game to the old game and saying the new game looks better. So I had a conversation with someone this morning that said that this game looks so good, right? And this is not... Me and Lona have not taken this stance. This game looks so good it's going to outsell what Hogwarts is doing. I have no way. <laughs> There's no way. That's a person that is a DC fan that wants to believe that this game is going to be so good that it's going to sell that many. But in reality, that's that's the comic book fan in you, right? Like if you grew up reading comic books and you want you want a comic book game, you want it to be awesome, you want it to be Spider-Man, you want it to be Batman, you want that to be stuff, right? There's no way that this game is going to sell, right? 
that many copies of the game. It's just not just because of the genre it is, just because of the characters that they are, right? That that is people that are just blinded by like love of whatever it is. Me and Lono have not taken any stance of going, this is the greatest game ever. This is the greatest shooter. This is said killer. You know, right? we're we're not we we haven't said any of that. We're just looking at what the what the game is and telling you it looks good. The trailer and, and the gameplay that they showed looks good. And now we're talking about what's in the game, what kind of gear you're going to get, what kind of content it's gonna be, about the content, about the online. You guys in chat are taking it to the next level of of taking your own personal vendettas against live service games horizon is across the board considered very mid i love it but many people simply don't care for it it got amazing reviews it got game award nominations it was commercially successful it is not across the board mid you're proving my point you're taking one of the best games last year and saying it's across the board considered very mid that is such a so bias ladenly demonstrably false like that's not true that's what that was one of the best games last year it was it was hailed as a success it, great reviews and award nominations but it's a, according to you it's across the board mid you're literally demonstrating the thing i'm talking about like you nothing's good enough when all the footage came out about Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok, that's all I had to hear from people was how it doesn't look that much better. It looks mid, it looks average. And it's like, are you kidding me? It was nominated for Game of the Year. Like, it was a commercial success. But I agree, I love it. Then why are you saying it was across the board considered mid? By who? Who? People that don't own the platform and want to take shots at it? What are you talking about? I meant visually. What do you no what <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West literally puts on display what we were promised this gen. Like cinematic lighting, higher frames per second, better load times, incredible effects. Like you can zoom in on Aloy's face. She's got like sweat beads on her face. For God of War. God of War Ragnarok. An an an, an another game that stepped up its ability with graphics performance and was nominated for awards and was hailed as one of the best games last year you're now you're changing you're saying that was seen you got me wrong you got me wrong i i misread this i swore you said horizon if i misread it that's on me nope i didn't misread it Horizon is across the board considered very mid. I love it, but many people simply don't care for it. You 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 mistyped God of War Ragnarok as Horizon. That's not on me. Well, the the G's right next to H, so you. Th- th- I just went back and read the sentence to make sure I didn't misread. Horizon from a lot of people has been seen as a Mac game. You can say that about any game. You're not saying anything. I can point to any game. I can point to Elden Ring and have people, and I, I can find people that thought it was meh. You, you, if you look at the general consensus for Horizon Forbidden West, if you look at the general consensus for God of War Ragnarok, the critics, the experts, Digital Foundry, everybody weighed in. These are beautiful, next-gen, amazing games. I don't care be- that you find someone on Reddit who thinks it was meh. That that person's irrelevant to the conversation. The point that I was making is I face the same line of thinking with every trailer I watch. It, it, Forbidden West looked beautiful. Ragnarok looked beautiful. The character design in this game, like, it blows 
old gen games out of the water but I, I'm telling you we're so jaded at this point we don't see it yeah, yeah. I, I don't know where it's going to go in the future as far as like the graphics and stuff because people are just they're just not happy they're just not satisfied with the with, with certain things people yeah. said Hogwarts looks bad well, like <laughs> what, are you, what are you looking at like what <laughs> like what are you looking at what sent us down this pathway was Russell Stewart saying people want their their next gen purchase justified and I'm like we we you can't play games that look like this on your old gen that's justification in and of itself you can't Digital Foundry called it the best looking game of 2022 on the Friends Per Second podcast they talked about Horizon while looking amazing was overshadowed by the release of Elden Ring and the story isn't a huge asset of the game okay you've now just taken us contextually down a road that has nothing to do with the conversation. The conversation was about your next-gen console purchase being justified. You want to use Elden Ring? I don't think you want to use Elden Ring in this discussion because that's not a justification of next-gen because it's not a next-gen graphically-driven game. Like, And that's fine. It didn't, set out, it didn't set itself out to be that. But we are getting games that look and run worlds better than anything we had last-gen and for some reason, people don't people don't see it, and I don't know why. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's jaded. I, I don't know if 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 people have been burned too many times. There's just there's almost like this there's this, this instinctive lack of trust. I, I don't know what it is, but I had people saying the same thing about God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West trailers. Doesn't look any better than last gen. Doesn't look any better than PS4. I I, I literally have a short where I look like a moron because people were saying that I look stupid. Because I'm making a, an, an obvious comparison, right? I mean, I, people are jaded. Yeah, people are jaded. I don't want to say generalistically how many people are watching. I don't know what number of you are jaded, but there are people that are jaded. I don't want to point anyone out. I just want to. I want to make sure I'm bare neutral against everything. No one in this room is jaded, but you could be jaded. I don't understand how Lono can say this looks good, but Dead Space looked off. I, I dare you to compare the character design and faces in Dead Space Remake to the faces in this game. I dare you. Do it. Go do some side-by-sides. And also, don't rip my don't rip my stuff out of context. My issue with Dead Space was never that it looked bad. It was that it, this doesn't look like a next-gen $70 remake. It looked like a very, very good remaster. The character faces, the animations, there's so much in that game that looks kind of clunky. Like, look at, go look at the faces when I played the game. Do it. I, I went right up to their faces and looked at the character models, then look at the faces in this game. It's not even a comparison. This, they, they look, they, they're close to the Uncanny Valley in these games. Like, look at Harley Quinn's face, the emotion, the eyes, the reflection in Wonder Woman's eyes. Like, and then go compare it to the characters in Dead Space. Come on. The Dead Space remake, that is. The Dead Space remake looked incredible when you compared it to the original game. When you compare the Dead Space remake to actual $70 AAA next-gen games, it doesn't hold up. That yeah, was what I was always same, driving yeah, home. That came out the same year, yes. So, I you got to be you got to be careful. You can't rip, you can't rip my criticism out of out of out of out of, uh, out of out of context and when I'm making them and why I'm making them. So, Chad, I, I have a question for you, right? Because <clears throat> There was one game that did you in, right? Was it the looter in the in the looter shooter genre? Was it Defiance? Was it Destiny? Was it Division? Was it what was that game? Was it Anthem? Was it Marvel? That 
when you when you stand up and you're protesting against the next live service game, the next looter shooter, what game did it in for you? You know what I mean? Like, and is it fair because that one company with that one game did it bad to say that again, this game could be just like those games. They could follow the same path, but we don't know that until we actually get to that point, right? And and up to that point, in this day and age, there's streamers like myself and lono that'll play the game and tell you if it's good or bad you can do your research ahead of time you shouldn't pre-order if you're if you're not sure of what you like or don't like so it's not like this game company's coming out and trying to get your money right away like you can sit back and wait day one and pick it up or day later one week later so why is it such a problem that this game is not the game that you're looking for there's there's plenty of other games to look for like diablo 4 i think a lot of you are going to be playing in this chat Right when it comes out, and that's only what a month, a month after this one comes out. Yeah, the, the, for for me, I I don't even need a game to be a looter, right? But 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 if it is going to be a looter, it's got to be it, it's got to be good, right? It's got to nail the things. It's got to nail the the loot pools. You know what I'm saying? And and Mike in chat is saying a, a different Mike is saying. Lono's won over by graphics and not gameplay. What are you... T- I, I have spent most of this episode talking about the gameplay. The gameplay looks fun. It looks good. It looks like a combination of different things. I only just started talking about graphics recently because it's like you can't get games that look this good in the past. Lono made some awful takes on his Dead Space remake. I remember that stream. Happens to all of us. All right. Bye. False summaries are not allowed. Have a nice day. That if you're just gonna take sideswipe shots of me during a, a, a stream like this, you're not allowed to be here. It's a t- it's a huge distraction to something that's supposed to be about the Suicide Squad game and the gameplay. Some of you guys are out here trying to throw blows and take shots at me. You can find somewhere else to hang out. It's completely disruptive to the conversation. That's enough. That's enough. This is fun. I like debating chat, but some of you guys are coming in here and you're making it about me and you're making it about my past coverage. That's personal and completely uncalled for. So take a walk. That's not what we do these streams for. Keep it on topic. Talk about the game. Talk about live service. Quit talking about me. Quit making it about me. That's obnoxious and incredibly condescending. RPG elements are being put into so many games these days. It's stale to me. I think that they do that because it it, it it buys you loyalty. I think it buys you loyalty. Yeah. People feel invested in the game. Like even mobile games do that now. You level up, you progress, you advance, you go to a you you go to another uh, you go to another level. Like I think that that's a natural way to to foster loyalty. Well, they I mean that's that's the real game in in video games for the publishers, right? They they want you in their game as long as possible so you're not playing someone else's game, right? Especially in a game of looter shooters. Uh, and and stuff like this where it is an rpg element and they want you to play the 20 hour campaign then they also want you to play another 20 hours of the the end game or grind for that gun right the more that you're in this game the less you're playing their competitor the more the more money they're making or potentially they can make with the cosmetics because if you're enjoying your time you'll be like oh you know what i really enjoyed i paid the 70 dollars. i played the campaign i'm really enjoying the end game where else they're gonna oh they're putting new content in okay great Oh, they're putting these new skins in. I'm using Harley Quinn. I want to see a new skin, right? Oh, it'd be so nice if I play the next 20 hours with a, a prison right. outfit or not. And I think that's always the challenge. Are the RPG elements in there because they're trying to make a good RPG? Or are the RPG elements right. in there to create sunk cost fallacy like loot is saying? Same thing goes for looter shooters. Like, did they put the loot elements in there? 
because it's they want to build a loot based game or did they put the loot in there because they want to foster repeat logins or or you know what i'm saying like and i think that's always hard because so much of what ends up happening in these games is there's projection people are like well the reason they're doing this is they want me to spend money i ran into that all the time in my destiny coverage they would be like well they're adding more stuff to the eververse every season than they are to the game itself and it's like well yeah some of those items are projections and emotes that's not really comparable to guns and loot and armor and so i think that's the more challenging discussion to have is when the game comes out you have to ask the question should this have been an RPG? Should this have been a looter shooter? And the only way you can really analyze that is does it flourish as that? Like does it flourish as an action adventure looter shooters? And if it does well, then I think that's your answer. Well, that's why I said in the very beginning if it was baked in from the very beginning, right? And it wasn't tossed in after the fact that they came in and said, "Hey, let's make a DC game." but like destiny let's make a dc game but like division and they built it from the ground up to be that then that'll be would be better than going hey we got this game oh that's making a lot of money over there why don't we toss in some microtransactions and loot inside this game and make it like that and that's what marvel did right that's why the gear didn't switch with you when you change and, and did stuff that way right that that is the reason hence Look at Harry Potter or Hogwarts, right? The gear that you put on has different stats on it, and then you can transmog the stuff, and it's all free, right? You can just look how you want, and the gear that you find in the world has different stats on it or whatnot, and you can put the traits that you want on that thing. Not in Marvel's Avengers. The gear drops, and it doesn't change your, your look at all because they they wanted they, they threw that in after the fact. That wasn't baked in from the, from the ground up. <clears throat> yes. And there's no way for us to really know that and till we till play it till we play it right because yeah. i now i'll agree with this up to, enemy design does feel a little bit generic i'll admit that it's just a bunch of tanks and robots like i will say that like the main characters uh flash and all that they all look amazing but i would like to see you know some less generic enemies i, I, I would definitely agree with that i also think in a game like this you're going to have a lot of generic throwaway enemies you have to plow through them it has to have like a fun hierarchy of of enemies so there are going to be those throwaway enemies i'm hoping there's some pretty good diversity you know mini bosses and majors and things like that because i can see people looking at this and saying i'm just shooting a bunch of purple guys i'm just shooting a bunch of purple orbs okay this is their first extensive gameplay debut and it's all in one area so i'm willing to say okay i'll table that yep enemies seem a little generic but it is one area, one fight. So we'll see if it expands beyond that. And let's look at games like Spider-Man and Batman. And do you really get a lot of enemy diversity? No. <laughs> no it's, you have to kind of work within the confines of the world that they're in, right? I, I think that's another aspect of expecting the game to flourish within its context, not expecting it to be something else. They there was a video I think they did over a year ago, um, where they showed some of the enemies. You know they are like generic. You know there's like there's uh, the grunts and then there's like the long range guys that toss stuff at you. Then there's the brutes that have like the the one large arm that they shoot stuff at you and and, and whatnot. You kind of see them in the trailer, but for the most part they they're not really showing you a lot of the the characters or enemy types that you're seeing. I, I think there's going to be more enemy types. I mean if, even if it is. Um, 
like Marvel's Avengers or Hogwarts Legacy, where there's like 69 different or 67 whatever characters. And obviously there's really only like 10 and they, they repurpose them and change them a little bit to look different. There might be something along the lines of that in the game. But again, these are things that we don't know. Also, uh, I always talk about like the meats and potatoes. We don't know the meats and potatoes of this game yet. We don't know someone's asking about does progression carry over? Like we were asking last night after we saw it, we said that they said during the trailer that you could be like Harley Quinn. If you want to swap to another, you can just swap to another character. That's not true. You can swap to another character, but not during a mission. You have to wait till the mission's over. Then you can swap characters. Oh, okay. So what that now tells me is, okay, well, we wanted to know last night when we were talking about it, if I'm leveling up my Harley Quinn character and I'm going through a mission, because we didn't know, we thought you could just swap characters if you're playing by yourself. You can't do that. Does does XP level up all your characters if you're playing by yourself at the same time? Or you playing as Harley, that levels up. And then when you play King Shark, he levels up. We don't know those answers either, right? I would imagine since they're playing for you that they level up like your other characters do in other games. Like in Mass Effect, you know, they're playing for and you go level up. That'd be kind of weird if they, they didn't level up. because they, they didn't do that in, uh, in Marvels, but they did do it in Gotham. I would find that to be extremely strange because you'd play for a while as Harley and then what, all your other characters are level zero? That'd be kind of awkward, I would think, within the game flow. Um, I don't want to assume, but I would say basic game design would dictate that they need to level with you because if you have somebody that's your favorite, leaving the others behind would be really awkward. You get to level five or six and they're all sitting at zero. Well, that goes on to say, though, now you add another character down the line, like three months later down the line that character automatically the same level as your character or do you have to right. re-level that character all back up and then play the same content that you played with your other ki- you see what i'm saying yeah the logistical questions are completely le- legitimate because you want to know what's game flow going to look like what's what's my progression and you know going to feel like and look like and and, and wheezy's making a good point like he he's he's like i i know these guys from the comics and if captain boomerang is using guns and never using his boomerangs that kind of hurts him as a character and you know, he says that, you know, Captain Shark is moving around and it seems super agile. Yeah, but Captain Shark also seems to be the only guy who can carry, like, really big, giant, light machine guns. He seems clunky and he seems heavier. Um, sure, he's zipping around in the air. Like, thematically, they're letting him do things that I think are fitting within his his genre. But I could see somebody having a vested interest. I also seems that Deadshot's the only one that gets a sniper rifle. So I do think they're going to have their own identity within what they can or can't do. And the hope would be that they have abilities tied to their identity. So I would think Captain Boomerang, I've seen him use them a couple of times. He like uses them and he like teleports around and hits people with them. Yeah. yeah. They said he could throw the teleport and then he teleports there. And then there's one scene where there's like 10 guys on the ground and it's making like a starred pattern as he's hitting them all. Um, one of the other questions I have uh, for the game is if, if we are leveling all our characters at the exact same time, okay, how does the gear, because the, there's gear score, and gear score means the reason the gear score is there is that you can't get into certain areas unless your gear score is high enough, right? So if all my characters are leveling up at the exact same time, but the gear score is different, are they going to make weapons where it's individual base where you can't swap them from one character to the next? You see what I'm saying? Like, so if I'm playing Harley Quinn, all of a sudden I find an AR that works for her, but I can't move that over, or is it going to be the same thing as destiny where i have to take that gun put it into a like uh, a storage then take my other character go get pick up the storage or is it can i just move it from one character to the next there's a lot of questions that i have still about this game and this is why i'm hopeful for the game and hopefully they looked at the past 
looter shooters and said, you know what, they did a really good job with this. So let's take let's borrow that from that game and put it into this game. Like, don't do what Destiny did, do what Division did for loot. Don't do what Marvels did, do what Gotham did for leveling up characters, you know, type of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Apparently snipers are not limited to debt. They, they only show him using them in the trailer, but uh, Captain Boomerang has one in his inventory. He's holding it. So we'll have to wait and see then if there are abilities that only one of, you know, only Deadshot can do maybe certain things with snipers. I don't know. I think people would want to see that because if they're, you wouldn't want them to all feel interchangeable. You would want to go with King Shark and feel as if everything's changing. I play differently. The combat's different. My approach to combat's different. The weapons I like to use are different. I would hope they can pull that off. Because if not, then having the four characters is meaningless. Like, it's well, then they're all interchangeable. Because you see, you the one time Deadshot did like a, a jetpack. He jetpacked down, and then this massive swarm of missiles came out of him. I do think there's going to be ability-driven things yeah. that give them identity. But the loot might dilute that and make it feel like well anybody can use anything so you know what are your favorite abilities i i have a question for you lona how do you think end game is going to be right because they said they're going to continue making more content for the game but right now we know well at least from what we saw wonder woman's not one of the people that gets taken over maybe she does later in the in the game and then you have maybe she's working with you up to a certain point then she gets corrupt and then you have to fight against her or whatever right but yeah you, you have green lantern you have batman you have flash you have superman uh am i missing there's is there one more is there five i think there's five with wonder woman but there's four only four bosses that you can mm-hmm. that you're hunting down like aqua we haven't seen aquaman he's part of justice League. we haven't seen hawkman he's not he's part of justice league so do you think that okay we're done with the story we killed superman or beat batman and beat brainiac now it's end game what are we doing? Are we killing the exact same guys that we just killed over and over and over again? Or mm. are, is there going to be like uh, like division where all of a sudden the world opens up and it's like Black Tusk and like a different enemy type comes into the world? What, what, what do you think? There's a handful of ways they could do it. I mean, obviously you can go episodic where we go to new areas, new missions, new bosses, you know, if you right. want to, and then that's your end game. As far as end game before anything additive touches the game... I would think you could do new game plus or world tiers because when you have a world with enemies and bosses and loot, you know, you do the right math equation and you can kind of stack things up and kind of keep things going. So I could see them doing world tiers. World tiers might be better suited than new game plus because if you're playing with other people and you want to go new game plus and they're not ready yet. I mean that that can complicate things cuz now your character is not a, not a new game plus and theirs is and things like that. Um so you know so I could see them doing world tiers cuz just looking at the space and the world and how it's built, you know, patrolling enemies and stuff. I also think you could open up a whole new loop of content. That's kind of what I've always hoped games would do is number 1 repurpose all of the content that led up to the end so it's not wasted like the world and the ads and everything repurpose all that stuff but then have this whole suite of stuff sort of outer on the outer circles as well so you're sort of doing the the stuff that's familiar hey i did this a hundred times during the campaign but i'm going to continue doing it now there's end game versions of all that but then also you want to have like new things that you don't even get until you get the end game you want the world to kind of 
you want two things to happen. You want the world to open up and be like, oh, there's new things to do, but you want it to retroactively right. repurpose the game itself. Because end games get narrow. It's like, well, yeah, you did all of the world exploration and missions and leveling, and now none of that matters. Run these six missions over and over again. It's like, ah, I don't want to do that. And this is why I say take from other games and not from other ones, right? Like, I think Division 2 does a really good job of end game afterwards with world tiers and, mm-hmm. and constantly changing the map and different thing and and the the uh dedicated loot like the you can if you want an ar you know where to go for the ar so hopefully they do something along the lines of that now they also mention different gun brands right so what do you think of the different gun brands like lex luther has his own gun brand the gcp has their own gun brand so mm. there's different types of guns what does that remind you of borderlands yeah, Borderlands. With yeah. Malawan, and you had the Jacobs yeah. rifles. Yeah. Um, I like that because, number one, it gives guns identity, and it can give you your own preferences within their identities. Like, even right, this is perfectly timed. Um, right here, they're pulling out all these different guns, right? And they all, they all look a little bit different. They all look a little bit, you know, a little bit wild, a little bit cool. I mean different colors, different customizations. Some of them have even, some of these even remind me a little bit of Borderlands guns. I like that because I also think that's, that's, that could be really good for additive content because a new enemy, a new manufacturer could come in and then thematically weapons could change. Enemies could change. I've always thought contextual power is a great way to do additive content because if a new area opens up or a new, new section of the game opens up and there's new enemy types you're then motivated to go and try and get new weapons because those new weapons and new manufacturers can help you with the new enemies and I've always thought that was a great way to not you don't want to invalidate all the gear I've been chasing but you got to give me a reason to chase the new gear as well well, I think the perfect example is, I mean, Lex Luthor's in the game, Superman's in the game, he's bad. Well, how are you going to beat Superman if you don't have Lex's help and if Lex makes his weapons that have kryptonite bullets or armor or... Do you, you see what I'm saying? So that makes it a, a deal of if he's a vendor after you save him. Because I, I think the Flash, what they showed us, is pretty much the first uh, boss that you fight is Flash probably in the game and it builds up to, to the after. It, it's probably Flash... Green Lantern, Batman, then Superman type of thing. And obviously, I, I think, I said it before, I think Lex Luthor is actually going to be a playable character after the game. I think he's going to be, because he's in that armor set that he oh, has. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I could see him being a playable character inside the the squad after the game. Like, the, the main story is just with the four, and then after the game, then he would be a playable character after that. I, I think it'd be pretty cool, because if you, obviously, you could try to go up against Superman with no kryptonite armor and no kryptonite bullets, but it would be better if you got the gear that actually helped you defeat the the boss. Yeah, yeah, I could get down with that, and I and I think I to to kind of to kind of capstone the discussion and kind of round things out here. I want to say it would have been easier to just build a one off single player or you know single player game with co op that has a beginning, middle, and an end, and then that's it. I, I, I want to say that's easier, you know? I, I think games are setting things up to be a little bit harder on themselves, because as I'm reading the debate in Discord, you know, Wheezy's like, you gotta nail the end game content loop, the gear, the scalability, the longevity, the elasticity, you gotta do all these things. I actually think it makes it harder on them, 
And I, I guess it's, maybe that's part of why I get so irritated. I'm like, this is harder to do. Like, you could do another $70 throwaway game that we all play, and then in two months, no one's talking about it. And then I guess right. you're happier because they didn't try to do something ongoing. Yay for you. I would much rather have games get more capital out of their work, get more use out of everything they've built, and build games that I can play longer than the, the one playthrough. And I know that's my bias, but I think that's why there's room for both game types. And I want to say it's harder to do what they're trying to do than, than sure. the alternative. Yeah, easier doesn't mean better, though. You're absolutely right. I didn't I didn't say it was better. I just said that it would there's a reason to go after the gear right if you want to if you want to dark souls something and and you're under level and you want to try to beat the boss like go for it but for the people that don't want to do that they have an option to go oh if i get this gear and this set of armor or this weapon then it would make my life easier to do this boss fight then that's that's good that having variations of things is good for this type of game yeah yeah well we, I, I think that's, I think that's good. That was, a, that was actually a little over two hours. These, these episodes sometimes range between an hour and a half to two hours, and we welcome the debate and the discussion. That was, I think, one of the best back and forths we've had with chat. Both Mike and I reading chat and debating you guys. I think that was really good. Uh, you know, again, we try not to make it about us, and I felt like it was trending there. So I, I did, I don't like to do that in the middle of the show, but I, I felt like it was the right call at that point. I want you guys to make sure and support Mike. Uh, Mike, where should they check you out? What have you been working on lately and covering? Let them know. Uh, you can find me at 30NSG. I do uh, shows every morning from 10 o'clock in the morning to noon Eastern time. Uh, we go over topics. We play video games. Uh, we have a podcast on Thursday nights called Generation X Gaming, which go over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. So you check that out. That's like my culmination at the end of each week because I, I don't stream on the weekends or Friday. That's why I do this show on Fridays. Uh, so... We do gameplay at night. We do talk show stuff in the mornings. And then uh, I'm repurposing my main channel. Uh, I'm going to make it so those of you that like simulator type games, anything sim based, like if it's truck simulator, farm simulator, plane, whatever, uh, I'm going to start making content on our main channel because it's just sitting there doing nothing. Uh, So I'm going to start making simulation uh, gameplay over there for those of you that like that type of stuff. Perfect. Perfect. Well, serendipitously i'm gonna send you guys to my psvr2 video from yesterday because it's it's uh it's struggling and needs some help so i'm gonna have you guys help it out and tonight you can watch my wife and i play some psvr2 games it will be hilarious it's members only so make sure your membership's active we had a bunch of new members today thank you everybody who contributed to that make sure you're in the discord so you don't miss out it should be hysterical we're gonna play some of the more fun games we're not gonna get into like the fast paced stuff because I don't want either of us to get like <laughs> motion sick um, but that should be really fun but we do want to make sure we cover lots of topics and sometimes it's harder for us to break into topics and PSVR 2 is tough because it's there's not a lot of people buying it there's not a lot of people interested so I'm going to put a link in chat give that video a little bit of love it's we've we've had such consistency on the channel help this help this video out we appreciate you guys so so much and make sure and check out 30 NSG check his channel out especially check out his Generation X gaming podcast if tonight when you watch my wife and I if that 8 p.m. Eastern time slots good for you great that's when they go live on Thursdays so both Thursday and Friday nights you're taken care of you can hang out with Mike and his brother and then you can hang out with my wife and I if you're a member so if that time slot works for you be sure that you're subbed to both 
channels. So, get in the Discord. You don't want to miss out on members tonight. It's going to be fantastic. And click that link in chat. Show that PSVR 2 video some love, comments, likes, and all that are appreciated. Thanks so much for watching, guys. Spicy Debate. We'll see you in the next one.